Hello. My name is Bruce. Hello, Bruce. It has been three weeks since my last fish. On my honour, or may I be chopped up and made into soup? You're an inspiration to all of us. It's like war, man. Just grab your rifle. Let's go. <laughs> Where are we going? We don't know. We'll, get, we'll know when we get there. This is nothing like that. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Fascinated with Films. You know what? This is very exciting. We're at our new podcasting table. Oh, that's right. We ordered this specially for <laughs> podcasting. Yeah. We, had, we measured our height and where we want the mics to be and, and placement. Set it right on the description. <laughs> <laughs> Makes great podcasting table. <laughs> no, this is a really phenomenal table, Dave. Dave's got this table you could kill somebody on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking or more you could do surgery. Oh, there you go. <laughs> this is our new surgery How hard table. was it to bring this sucker in here? We had a does it come apart? First, yeah, we, but we had it apart. Oh. We took it apart. Three pieces? Two pieces? The the center leaf comes out. Because this sucker, is, it's like a big tortoise shell, one of those really super, super heavy Well, it's tables. hardwood, and then, but it's got like uh, shale or granite inlay wow. on four corners of it. Yeah. It's uh, pretty luxurious. Well, cool. Well, if this was a comic book, this would be the origin story of the pod game. <laughs> because uh, yeah, this, this will be the first pod we get to do here, and we'll remember it. So. <laughs> I remember when they got that tape. <laughs> <laughs> so how's everyone been? I came back from up north, made it back. That's yeah. right. No incident. Yeah. We were worried for a minute because there <laughs> was like a bunch of storms before. Four nor'easters in a row. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Gosh. That cleared just for me to get up there. I saw flurries and that's it. So I was kind of pissed, but it's also happy my flight didn't get screwed. Yeah, I'm happier sure. your flight didn't yeah, get so screwed. So I went into the land of uh, toys and movies. It's like it's like my Wonka land up there. You know? <laughs> they still, <laughs> there's Disney. a lot about Massachusetts that hasn't changed. The Florida's different because we're a high turnover state. I mean, yeah. there's well, a lot of locals And we're a here, melting pot of everybody, too. Yeah, we're a know? melting pot of everybody. Up in Massachusetts, you have legacy families that have yeah. lived. Yeah. Their parents still live in the same house that, the, that well, their and parents that's, And that's the thing. You don't have many people that are moving to the north to retire. Yeah. People come down here, they retire, they die. And, yeah. um, you know, it's just like you said, constant turnover. When I was telling Dave, that's and a bunch where, of crazy uh, people. Yeah. <laughs> well, I told Dave that's uh, that's why I think the toy thing is so huge up there. Not only is it everyone our age who still kept their toys because they have basements and attics and stuff where you can store all that yeah. shit, but it's oh, the right. home of like uh, is it Hasbro or Mattel? Which one's in Providence? I think it's, One of them's in Providence. I think it's Hasbro. Yeah, I think it's Hasbro. Mattel, I think, is Ohio. Yeah, maybe? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's just or Illinois families up there of people that worked everywhere so you'll find old uh he-man figures or wrestling wrestling is huge up there man we old had all wrestling those figures too. too man yeah they were all fun they're worth shitloads now i'm telling you yeah i don't like hearing about <laughs> some the of the more expensive ones i was like damn we remember we broke that in half when duct taped them to the top of a lego car <laughs> i set him off a cliff <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we did not cheat our He's you treated your money. stuff better than <laughs> yeah, most right? people most yeah. people in our family, you treated your stuff the best, but we were pretty rough on our I shit. I liked all those little <laughs> things, so, yeah. So how about you, Justin? How was your week? Oh, let's see. I've had a pretty good week. Yeah. Um, watched a ton of movies. A ton of movies. Week. That's what we yeah. like to hear. Yeah. You did your homework. Big Lebowski, what'd you think? <laughs> no, I didn't make it to that. Although, it's funny because I thought... When I mentioned that I was going to watch a bunch of movies, he was going to say, oh, how'd you like Big Lebowski? I got to say it's who you watch yeah. because it's, it's one of the funniest movies ever created. Uh, let's see. I saw Ravenous. Um, oh, really? What'd you think I, of Ravenous? I, dude, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> Wasn't the how music great? How weird was that music? Oh, yeah. Well, and, and he did totally hit it on the yeah. when you were describing it on the pod. 
Um, it's Robert like Carlyle. you got you wound up. The yeah, whole absolutely. Time. Like it's super awesome it's movie. A great movie. Uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, watch Justice League. Oh yeah, how was that? I still haven't watched my copy. Better, better than I expected it to be. Yeah. Still on the DC level though. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna like it. I can tell you. Right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's why you own it. and You haven't watched it yet. Even the ones that are really good, I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah. I watched Wonder Woman. I thought Wonder Woman was all right, but it, was it wasn't. Decent. I don't know if I'd still want to own it, and that's the problem I have with the DC movies. I want to. That's move, your. I want to watch a movie that I'm like, oh, I want to. That's own that your I benchmark own for owning a movie. Uh, for like watching a movie. a movie, if he would own yeah, it. Yeah, if I would own it and want to watch it again. Yeah, but there's some that you watch once and you're like I don't need to own that even though it was a yeah. good movie no right. there's a lot like that there's a lot of disturbing ones like that like I love Requiem for a Dream do I want to own it no I don't need to own that right. no. I don't need to own Schindler's List I've seen it <laughs> yeah. you only need to see that one happiness once. seen it once yeah, I was going to say <laughs> happiness <laughs> you probably didn't even see that yeah. <laughs> yeah that one I didn't even need to see the once so what else you got on your uh, list I saw Downsizing uh, the one with Chris Rock Matt Damon. Uh, oh, oh, the Matt Damon one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually that's I somewhat re- oh, new, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it I was. In, it, I remember just I seeing the trailer and saying that was interesting. <laughs> that's the one with the bottle of vodka like falls. Like, there's a company that'll shrink you down. Yeah. for yeah. money, yeah. and then you live on a lot less because right, yeah, because you're your tiny. miniature dollars are worth you know ten times what this a has dollar got Spike is worth. Jones written all under it. I wonder who did this because this has got like being John Malkovich. Uh, director written all over it was this good. thing. Yeah. It was good. Or uh, Eternal Sunshine. He did Eternal Sunshine. Spotless yeah. Mind. Just weird movies or like that. T- the Truman Show. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. It was good. shrinking. Yeah. Yeah. But it was worth checking out for sure. Interesting. Anything else? Um, great Outdoors. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, just had to Save watch that, that one for the end. You could have <laughs> led with that one, man. <laughs> they shot the bear. There's so the many ass. great uh, lines well, They, they shot movie? the bear in the ass with the lamp. Of all the great lines in it, the one that always comes to my head the first time I think uh, Great Outdoors is Chet's going to shit a solid gold brick when he sees yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. such a great one. Uh, there was a couple other ones, but... Uh, yeah, we watched... Uh, I, I was up north uh, a lot of the last week with my uh, cousin, and... He's got like mad movie stations, so he's a big fan of just turning on a movie and leaving it on for twenty minutes and then moving on. So I saw right. like parts of a whole bunch. I saw ones that I'm like, wow, I gotta go home and watch those again. It was like the first Scream movie. Yeah, uh, we put private parts on for the longest oh, time. Nice. That some of uh, we actually did Big Lebowski pig, for a little while. Pig vomit. Uh, pig vomit. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to see. I watched all the way from the beginning until. Uh, like a half hour in it, so I didn't get to see uh, Giamatti's character. That's why I got to go back and watch it, man, because Giamatti was so That was one of his that. first things, right? Him during the credits when he's just exploding on the street oh. is like one of the funniest things I've ever seen him do. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great uh, soundtrack, too. One of the best soundtracks I've had. Uh, Demon Knight was a good soundtrack. Awesome soundtrack, man. I was. I had a uh, filter song now, that came we, up on my Pandora. That we could do on here, like a movie, uh, because I want to do movie scores, but movie soundtracks is another one. Yeah. Pandora plays Filter's song. That great Wu-Tang song. And on, it's uh, on that soundtrack. Uh, Demon Knight, that 1-800-Suicide. Actually, I think it was just one of those guys. Not the whole group. The Tang. The Tang. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, this has nothing to do with our subject, except that they are indeed movies. (laughs) We are going to tackle animated films on this pod. Probably the first movie I ever saw was animated. Yeah. Major throwback, dude. Yes. Bambi is not on my list, but that was the first movie I I ever saw. My first movie in the theater, for sure. And I remember and it was like one of the, through it. And it obviously wasn't one of the original release. They, back in the day, remember, they used to release those Disney movies every five years in the theater. Yeah, now they don't I do it. it was every few years. Yeah. I don't know how many. What now, do you mean? They I don't know if that's again? a set number, but 
Well, yeah, they, re-released yeah. in the theater. Because, oh, they re-released them in the theater. Yeah, like because you Cinderella think Cinderella. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Snow White came out in the thirties. So. I tell you what, yeah. that's Cinderella, the original. That's creepy as hell, man. Uh, I, I think you're it. thinking Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Cinderella's not as creepy. No, but Sleeping. Uh, I'm thinking, I love Sleeping I'm Beauty. Definitely thinking and Sleeping Beauty <laughs> almost Beauty. made my list here, but there was so many other ones. I it's such a hard list for me to make because I love animated films, and I could have made a top fifty. Uh, but uh, in my top I, ten, I couldn't name fifty animated movies. Put a gun in my head. See me. Let me try me. Just yeah. Disney. I could probably name all the Disney movies in order from the year they came out. I bet you could. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> because I I went back and I've watched every single one of them, even the ones I didn't watch as a kid. Because there's wow. some really good stuff in there. Uh, the Sleeping last... Beauty though is dark, man. It's a great one. Not as dark as like Black Cauldron, which is not on my list too, but almost came close. But that's also a dark one. I What's think the there? last animated Disney movie that I saw was probably like Beauty and the Beast wow. in the theater. See, and there was a run there. Personally, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but uh, specifically because people think animated films and obviously Disney is probably a third of them, if not, the if not Pixar. a half. Yeah, well, now that Pixar and them are connected too. Right. So it's all Disney. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> so, a goddamn monopoly. Yeah, yeah so they probably do Wars. 75% of them now and 25% of the offshoots and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was a good period and Beauty and the Beast was one of them where it was like 20 years where it was unlistenable music. In those movies, unlistenable. Yeah, yeah. So, like I, I can't go and watch Jasmine and Aladdin on the uh, on the rug in the air singing. Oh yeah, I know. Uh, but I love the Robin Williams stuff. Right, it, it's yeah. so crazy that uh, they kind of they went through a phase movies. where those were popular. Like the music would yeah. spawn. Oh yeah, and I'm afraid it's going to get popular again because of how Frozen. popular uh, Frozen oh. is. And they start and to it, do like that was once again. I loved plays. Olaf. I loved the reindeer. I thought that uh, Olaf was it. hilarious. That was funny. I didn't see it. But it was it, you had to deal with a couple of the fucking crappy ass songs. But yeah. it, some people love them. So hey, more power to you. Yeah. But I like ones that uh, that don't. And they kind of dropped that. Thankfully, you know, there's not a lot in them. So none of mine have that. You got songs in yours? Songs? I was songs? actually, I was like, damn, I hope so I don't I have, have any. No, I don't. No, I don't have songs in mine. I'm so looking, I'm looking. I, there was a couple dance numbers in one of them. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll allow the dance number. Uh, mm. So how uh, much did you, you gravitate to uh, animated films when you were younger? You did not watch a lot of Disney? I, You know, I graduated, or, or I went to towards animated more when Pixar became popular. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching them when I was a kid, you know, yeah, yeah. like you said, the ones that you already named from Disney. Because like, you're, around the time you were, uh, you were little too, the... Uh, uh, those song ones were probably it. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, and I'm well. I mean, like I said, I mean, Beauty and the Beast yeah. is probably the last one I saw, f- probably for that reason. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, um, well, now I take it back. The Lion, Lion King. King yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. I don't think um, I've seen that all the way through. To be honest, with you. I like The Lion King, but no, it's, it was it's good. The music and uh, yeah, it's yeah. always on everyone's top. There's one, a though, certain list. type, and I can't mention them because probably they're all the ones on my list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the certain type of animated movie. That I really like, and then there's others that you know is like this person's not where he should be, and he needs to get there, but he needs the help of all the other people around him that are they really got, weird. They got really like, and they Pixar, go on adventures, and well, got, Pixar got really smart with their storytelling too. Yeah. you know, they their scripts were like next level. Not, oh, yeah. not that the old Disney ones weren't, but they had to work around those musical numbers. It's a lot different when you have to like actually uh, write these crazy situations. So. Yeah. Yeah, if you can throw up three big musical numbers in the yeah. movie, you have, that's ten percent less movie you have to write. Right. Yeah. And you watch the ones I watched, but oh, we yeah. we were we were in the era more of them playing on uh, TV, like The yeah. Jungle Book or Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. The Robin Hood one was but really think, fun. Think of it when you're a kid, 
you watch a lot of TV, and sometimes they're the only things your parents will let you watch. Yeah, like right. yeah, you by fault. And I don't think does anybody have Ricky Ticky Tavi on here? No, no, nope. that's an interesting. But I don't think that's I was technically gonna, a movie, but it it I, might not. I, I think, think it was, it was like a movie, a TV special, maybe. I, I love the story though. It was great, and I was telling my wife yesterday. I was like. They had it on a Friday, and they played first half on Friday. They were going to play a second half on Monday, and I made her go out and get it for me over the weekend because I couldn't, I couldn't wait to see the end of it. <laughs> oh, you went and bought it? Oh, or rented it? Oh, I rented made it. mom go get it so we can, so we could watch it. <laughs> I loved it. I, I did like it. They played it on TV every once in a while up there. There was a lot of it's those. It's dark too. Yeah, it is very dark. My my, I've always gravitated to the more uh, dark, adventurous kind of ones here. But I certainly watched the other ones. Man, I could do a total Disney, like deep cut pod with uh, my friend cut. Sarah or with Bobby. I'd go down there and Bobby. Would, he's uh, he's, he, a big... he's a Disney guy. He went yeah. like, do you follow oh, yeah. him? Do you see? Oh, yeah, he absolutely. he went through like the whole collection. I know. Like a couple weeks ago, yeah. and he had like, been watched like, it from. One... I think he's just paints why they're in the background. Right. Uh, um, so he just kind of put them on. That's cheating. Anybody but he was putting on all the anybody could put a background movie on. I want to <laughs> oh, see. I don't know, man. If blasted to the television. <laughs> <laughs> So right. let's, uh, I'd say we start right off, see what everyone's uh I say we jump right in. Their... Hey, I say you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I say we hold off for a little bit. Oh, uh, right. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what else? I we say we take about? a break and get a pizza. <laughs> All right, Justin, what do you got for your number five? All right, number five, Wall-E. Wall-E. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love Wally. I, I do too. My I girl thought, loves Wally. Yeah, I, and I mean, it's almost for the most part a very well for the first half like a, a silent movie, you know, and then like a uh, science fiction post-apocalyptic silent movie. Yeah, yeah <laughs> really. Yeah, um, you know, yeah, it's crazy, you know, how unfortunately a lot of that stuff is coming true. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so basically it's about this robot that's the last of his own particular mm-hmm. kind, and he just goes through Earth and is, you know, basically just stacking trash. And, uh, and you know, he's just going along, and all of a sudden one day this spaceship comes out of nowhere, drops off another robot, and this robot's just mm-hmm. going all over the place. And Eva. They, yeah, Eva. <laughs> they yeah. had kind of like, a, they, were they, they were friends or it was like love interests? Well, I think he was, he wanted it to be more of a love interest <laughs> well, but it was, thing. It, it was cute. It was had, really. He, he was kind of like a little hoarder. Yeah. And he had oh, yeah, his yeah. own little. He was like a little OCD robot, man. Yeah. <laughs> Wally was. Yeah. 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 And he kept all of these little things. And one of his favorite things was this old movie. And off the top of my head, I can't think of what it is, but. He would watch it, and in the movie, they would dance, and they would hold hands, mm-hmm. and so he always wanted somebody to like hold hands with, and so he ends up falling in love with Eva, and Eva's mission is to find life on Earth. And uh, which, Man, Wally's such a good movie. Yeah, dude, Here you talk about it, it's good. I know, it's good right? Movie. It just brings it yeah. back. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Like, they're really the, good at making think, inanimate objects seem like they have souls. There really yeah. is only like one person, isn't it? Just the fat guy that uh, the guy from the Goldbergs, the dad from the Goldbergs, does a voice for that fat yeah, guy in the um, chair. It's Jeff. Uh, yeah, yeah. What Jeff the hell is his name? Other, uh, the guy uh, from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Jeff Garland. Jeff Garland. Um, yeah, yeah. He's really funny in that. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's the captain, but then you also have like I think uh, Sigourney Weaver is the ship. That's right. That's right. And you have the entire human race living on this mm-hmm. space station. And they're all extremely fat <laughs> because they've been living in space yep. and they don't move out of their chair. So, like, they can't even hardly walk, you yeah. know? 
Um, and mm. so it's our future folks. Yeah, I, <laughs> well, it's really what like you said. It's, it really is like two separate movies where you kind of go into it and, uh, and you get to see Wally's very solitary life mm-hmm. and then, uh, kind of the reason why this is later on. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so, you know, so basically, you know, the human race has just trashed the earth literally. Um, and so Wally had found a plant and, uh, Eva was, you know, searching for life on Earth, and so she didn't know. Basically, Wally brings her back to his little place, shows her this. It's plant. the only green thing in the entire exactly. planet, right? Yeah, the, I've seen this movie. Oh, I remember great. it being touching. It looks but I've only amazing. Seen it once. Too. Yeah, if you saw it in the theater, or did, if you have yeah. a really good like uh, TV at home, it's one of those ones that I put on, and I'm just like amazed how gorgeous it looks. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, I, I'm sure everybody's seen it. I don't need to go through the whole movie, no, no, but no, you know, but it, it was just a really great movie. Yeah. It had a great message. It was heartfelt. It was funny. Yeah. You know, it was had a little bit of action to it. You know, it was a, like a little version of uh, Johnny Five from Short Circuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit, he did. Yeah. He, he, he had that like look. That. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So Wally. I love Wally, man. All right, what you got, Dave? Uh, keeping in the sentimental one, and this one, uh, this one made me tear up. I mean, a lot of these animated movies make me tear up compared to regular movies. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know why that is. Sports movies and animated movies can make me tear up like way more than any dramatic movie. I usually laugh sometimes if it's, a, if it's like really heartfelt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I think... I you think, had me a hello. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think the uh, animation kind of reaches to your inner child. That's yep. true, it that's true. It opens you up to that, you know. And, and this movie was... It was drawn weird. Up is the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Up. And I've seen it twice. You know, if you asked me to give you a down the lines thing, I probably couldn't do it. But the touching scenes where the when you start to realize that what the old guy was Mm -hmm. trying to do, like a recapture or remember or escape, like him and his that his wife died too young. Yeah. Right. And it was it's really touching. That beginning. Yeah. Hell, the first ten minutes. Uh, It's really. that and a little, some of the end are really the only parts that kind of choke me up in that because it's a pretty fun adventure. Yeah. After, yeah, yeah, after right. the kid gets involved and they get up in the air. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, it, basically, that he's like done with it all with this earth yeah. and just kind of pulls like, the car- tart back <laughs> and the balloons. And you realize like, he's got balloons mm. attached to his house and he's going in the air. But he, uh, the great moment, like a lot of the great moments yeah. in this movie, is going outside <laughs> on the porch and yep. realizing yeah. that, that. Can I Can I come in? Can I no. come in? <laughs> <laughs> Voiced right. by the great uh, Ed Asner, we should say too, who looked like they like put a little him, they l- l- put a little of him in that animation because yeah, it really did. is uh, Ed Asner when you hear him. But uh, some of the most memorable stuff to me is the the, uh, the talking the, dog, the dog, yes, yes, the dog named Doug yeah. who goes squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> At always the best moments too, and that big bird uh, that kind of follows oh, him around too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the yeah. purple bird, it's awesome, man. Yeah, it, it was a really fun. That's right up there with Pixar doing like a story. The animation was a lot different than some of the realistic animation that yeah, they had been it doing. It was closer to like uh, more cartoony. I yeah, guess. Yeah, maybe is the word, uh, but... it was closer to like um, Monsters Inc. and stuff other yeah, than yeah, like yeah. Toy Story. Right. Uh, they're getting good at that. Oh, they're getting super oh. good at that, man. And the modeling they do, the pre-modeling, they don't have to sit there and do all that work anymore. They're just like 
click on here and use this style. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. yeah. And it's almost with with Disney now that Disney owns Pixar and everything too. It's it's They're almost like a gar- world. it's almost a guaranteed Oscar for them unless they just totally screwed up that year. Right. You know, I mean, this last year was Coco and everyone loves Coco, but was, I haven't. Uh, have good. you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. I hear good. it was uh, also kind of tear jerkery, but it has a uh, and good you know stuff what to it. Disney pays very close attention to the political realm. Oh yeah, yeah. Like if if. If a if a movie about a minority heroine is gonna be what everybody wants oh, yeah. to after, see, after after right. Black Panther's success, I'm sure they're gonna they'll, do. They'll another, do that, uh, and I'm not I, saying they're taking advantage too. of it. They right. just give in the public if it's it's in the public's like conversation. So they're like, well, we should do something like this. We think the public will they pay attention to that. Right. Oh yeah, standpoint. absolutely. What do you think of Black Panther? I haven't seen it. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 I got to stop it. Yeah, dude. Uh, we're I didn't, in between movies now. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, man. Um, yeah, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really, I agree. Really I, I need to go see it before the Avengers comes out. And, but uh, now Ready Player One's going to throw me for a loop here. And me and Justin have a uh, special advanced screening. Fascinated with films. Boom. Uh, uh, advanced screening tickets to go see dude, uh, Rampage. You got that because of Fascinated with Films. That's right. Absolutely. And... It's at that new theater. That theater Where, is doesn't, it brand new? Yeah, brand spanking. Like, it's yeah. huge. You didn't see it on my route. It's I like didn't. it's like three stories, and it's yeah. insane. That uh, they have like a full bar there now, and uh, all sorts of they have like major recliners. It's supposed to be something special, but that whole week. The April third to the eighth, they're doing like special movies where they're playing random old movies, and they're only charging three bucks each. And uh, I think the popcorn and the sodas are cheap. Like the night we go, if you have your Regal Crown card, you get free popcorn and drink. Oh, really? On that night too. But the press is going to be there and everything, and they say it's going to be booked up. So huh. I get there. We had this conversation in school about whether we thought the cinema industry was in decline. They just got to make it a better experience. Yeah, and that's what's kind of like, like if they the keep 4D. doing the 4D yeah, yeah. and keep doing like exclusive offerings and dining and and make it more of an experience, yeah. like you said. And do stuff like the movie card you're doing where pe- <laughs> it can be affordable because that's pricey, yeah. especially oh. if you have my, like my brother with four kids, my younger brother. I mean, yeah. how the fuck he can go there bucks and spend the movies? Seriously, said, yeah. And he's not the type of guy to uh, smuggle candy, and he wants the popcorn and all that crap. So yeah, that's. Obviously, more than the even. It's a hundred bucks for him, his wife, and his four kids. That's with all being the generous, probably. I bet it's probably, probably more hundred and fifty. Yeah, That's yeah. but Black Panther was awesome. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry to, to take us off track there. I forgot about that. <laughs> all right, so my number five, and I love this. This was hard because this is a trilogy here, and uh, it was hard for me. Actually, there's four of these, and I had to decide between which one I liked the most, and they all are pretty amazing. Uh, it's the Ice, Ice Age films. Oh, yeah. And my favorite one, I had to toil over this for a while because I love all of them, man. But uh, more than any other one, I love The Meltdown. The Meltdown. Was that, was that number two? That was two. Okay. Uh, I, have you sure seen I all see, the... Uh, I've seen one and two. You've seen one and two? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is number two, so okay. you're in luck. Right. <laughs> now, number one's just Ice Age. Two is The Meltdown. Three is Dawn of the Dinosaurs. And four is Continental Drift. Okay. Uh, and they're all <laughs> phenomenal. You've seen the Ice Age we films? We saw one in the film... To- in the, in the theaters theater? together, probably the first one. John Leguizamo. Oh, John Leguizamo. He's my favorite. As, yeah. <laughs> as Sid, hell yeah. Uh, but remember, they ha- there wasn't there a, a short they showed too. Oh yeah, well the while the, one the, something else was in the, the theater. Scrat. 
uh, which is always the thread that goes through all the Ice Age movies. The one looking for the, the acorn. looking for the acorn. Yes. Yeah, His yeah, name yeah. is Scrap. He, yeah. He's <laughs> constantly looking for it, and they cut back to him probably, I don't know, ten times during the movie or something. It's really funny. Yeah, yeah. But the voices in this alone is what made this movie. So you've got Ray Romano yeah. as the elephant, uh, or the mammoth. Uh, woolly mammoth, yeah. sorry. Uh, Diego is played by uh, Dennis Leary. Uh, he's the uh, saber-toothed tiger. He's good at that role. Oh, too. yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, then you've got... Um, uh, who else is in that John group? Lankazamo John Lankazamo plays uh, Sid. I'm um, missing someone. Well, what's great about this new Ice Age is there's uh, uh, several new characters that were introduced that are in all the Ice Ages now. One of them is uh, Queen Latifah That's as the other woolly mammoth. <laughs> and then you got the two possums. One is uh, the Stifler. and I don't remember the other guy's name I've seen his picture and he looks somewhat famous but he's not like a huge superstar Uh Uh, and man broke his heart if he's listening (laughs) so sorry guy I can't remember your name (laughs) and Stifler (laughs) (laughs) yeah Stifler's not that guy's name I think it's Michael Williams Scott yeah Sean Williams Scott there you go Michael Scott's from The Office you don't even know him but what's great about this one compared to the other ones is what I like I said those three characters were so great when they came across him. I don't know if you remember that she was the woolly mammoth played by uh, um, Queen Latifah was uh, abandoned or her parents died and she was raised growing up with these two possums so she thinks she's a possum <laughs> and it's probably the best joke in the whole movie is when they come across her she's hanging from her tail just <laughs> and a tree's like bent completely yeah. over and then she the conversation she has with uh with uh Ray with ray romano is awesome mm-hmm. because he's like he thinks he's the last mammoth he's like i'm so glad i'm not the last one and she's and she's literally like what are you talking about right. these are my two possum brothers <laughs> and we're doing our possum thing and, <laughs> and she's like you're not a possum it literally has to show their shadows together on the ground and their uh-huh. trunks and everything you're a mammoth yeah that's awesome <laughs> he's like, you're crazy yeah. <laughs> and it had the uh Sid Sid was always the best character in it. It's the John Lacazamo yeah, stuff. Because yeah. I've always always been a huge Lacazamo fan. I saw him recently in. Except the, when uh, he played the clown in uh, Spawn. Loved him in that. Uh, <laughs> I liked him, but <laughs> we're gonna have to fight for a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you read the comics, the clown was an evil. He was piece. evil. He was evil. This guy. Evil, evil. I just didn't. He was like he was joking comic, and he farting. Was, yeah, he was. And he did have some comic relief in the uh, comic, but not as much as they. I don't blame uh, Lacazamo for that. I, I don't blame. They're coming out with new Spawn movie. Uh, they won't uh, fuck it up this time, that's for sure. But uh, anyways, I just saw him recently in uh, the Waco movie. He was uh, oh, really? one of the uh, FBI informants oh, who really? went in uh, undercover and everything, and he was phenomenal. But he didn't look like he's aged at all. Huh. I mean, yeah, he, he, he does real well. Uh, and he's made a buttload like these other guys off the Ice Age movies, too. Yeah, so. yeah it, I love his uh, back and forth with Dennis Leary and their whole oh, constant man. going. He was, Benny, so funny, he was man. Benny from the Bronx, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, Benny from yeah. the Bronx. Hell yeah. Yeah, but you know, I mean, basically, he's just constantly almost on the edge of eating him at any moment. You know, oh, yeah, Dennis yeah, yeah. Leary's saber-toothed character, you know, and, and he's a sloth. and like, <laughs> I, It's just so funny. It is really good. Yeah. The, but the premise to this one, too, the uh, they've realized the ice is melting, so they have to move all the animals to, like, a different... I thought climate change uh, was a, not real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fake news, fake news. Uh, so then... Uh, 
you got to see all these different characters and everything try to get there. And there was these crazy evil, like, uh, this is the one that has the huge crocodile underneath the ice. That's right, like, yeah. And another creature that uh, it keeps melting and melting, and then they have to fight him later on. It's really cool. One of my favorite, every one of them has, like, a cameo role by some actress or actor that kind of steals the show. Mm-hmm. And in this one, it was... Um, Jay Leno. He came in as one of the armadillos. And every time you <laughs> oh, saw him, wow. he was just ranting and raving. Like the third one, mm. it was uh, Simon Pegg oh, from nice. uh, Shaun of the Dead came yeah. in as one of the... Uh, I think he was like a fox or something like that. Who was, He was like a swashbuckler who was like <laughs> swinging from rope to rope and telling everyone what to do. It was funny. And then the third one, you got to see Sid's... <laughs> Sid's grandmother was played by uh, Wanda Sykes. And oh, my God, nice. She's got a voice for friggin' animation uh, yeah. if I've ever heard it, too. Yeah. She was hilarious in it. So Yeah, I love all the Ice Age movies, but usually if, it's weird. My, my wife, when she wants to watch one, she's got to watch the dinosaur one, the Dawn of the Dinosaurs. I always go to the Meltdown. Huh. That's my favorite, so that's mine. What you got there, Justin, for your number four? Number four, uh, Madagascar. Ah, yeah. very similar to Ice Age in say. like the great voice talent. Exactly. In this one too. Yeah. Um, let's talk some voices. Uh, so let's see. You've got David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer is, is my absolute favorite. <laughs> In, in almost everything except for Friends, man. I love him in roles that are is not Friends. Like, I loved him in Out Pupil. I loved him in Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. I loved awesome. him as the voice of the, uh, the uh, giraffe in this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Ben Stiller, Chris Rock. Yeah, uh, Ben Stiller's the lion. Yeah, yeah. Chris Rock is the zebra. Now, what's the premise right. of this one? Because I did not see this one. Oh, this is an easy premise. Too. Okay, so you have... Jada a, Pinkett is Jada, the hippo. Yep, that's right. She's the hippo. Um, so you have a hippo, a giraffe, a zebra, and a lion all in this zoo. and In New York. In New York. And basically, I mean, there's all kinds of other characters in the zoo as well. Because um, they've got like the three penguins, which are like are their own little sub-story that are awesome. They're awesome. They spawned a couple specials in movies on movies their own. Off of their own, yeah, yeah, they're like how the minions are with Despicable Me, right? So, and they're really funny. You yeah. don't remember? Do you remember the? Uh... I never saw them. Oh man, so uh, yeah. good. Um, You'd so, like it. So basically, what ends up happening is is they're, they they, they haven't made out. they haven't made where they are. Yeah, they like they love this zoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. David Schwimmer is on all kinds of like medications, like the giraffe. <laughs> He's very nervous. So there's this there's this scene where they're all being brought their dinner, and so like Chris Rock is the zebra, and they bring him this beautiful tray of fine grass, you know, and, and, and uh, that's not what they really do. Anymore. Right. Yeah. And uh, Ben Stiller is the lion. They bring him these three huge, you know, great steaks. David Schwimmer, they bring him a tray of pills and he's just like, I'm in heaven, you know? Like, and so he's got, he's, a, he's got anxiety. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. got everything. Yeah. He's uh what do they call somebody who thinks they're sick all the time? Oh, a hypochondriac. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a hypochondriac. Yeah. And so, uh, basically, the penguins break out, and somehow, some way, they release the four of the main characters, mm. and they get out in the city. And so they decide that you know the li- these animals are too wild, and they need to be taken back and put to their na- natural habitat. And so they're going to be sent back to Africa. So they get put on a ship, and they've you know sent them across the seas, and the penguins 
take over the ship. <laughs> and these are some fucking crazy oh, ass people. Oh, they're they awesome. Are, they're yeah. like military ninjas. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Because <laughs> that's so, not what I envision when I think. Penguins. And the main guy has a great voice. I don't know who does the voice uh, for him, yeah. but he's uh, probably just a. Uh, he's just voice kind actor, of. But he's he, like, snap to it. Come on, men. Let's yeah, do this. Yeah, he's that? Total, How many penguins? He's a total. Uh, it's like three or five captain, something like that. There, yeah. There's. Maybe we'll call it four because I'm not sure. I mean, it but. literally is like a fish out of the water type uh, type story. You know, they're uh, they're out of their element. They're now, how much of the, the movie is them back in their natural habitat? Most of it's most in Madagascar. Most of it's in Madagascar. Okay. Yeah, most yeah. of it, they're you get they establish who they are and what they are at the beginning, and then they go to Madagascar and they none of them know what the hell is going on. And they're dealing with you uh, couldn't put animals like that back in. The, and they're dealing with right. the species that are in uh, Madagascar now. Well, too. yeah, and so there's all these lemurs, lemurs, and, yeah, and the king lemur. The lemurs are also very funny, man. Yeah, and the <laughs> king lemur has a great voice. It's and... Sasha Baron. Bar- oh, is Cohen. it? Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Why. That's why. Um, and then so basically, the island is split into the lemurs and the fusa. Yeah, and the, the fusa, fusa is are, everything else. Well, they're basically predatory cats. Okay. You know, so. Like Alex the lion, uh, Ben Stiller doesn't realize that like he's a lion yeah, and yeah, he yeah. eats meat and he's the king of the jungle and he just thinks he's just a whatever. I'm a lion and this is that. <laughs> I'm in cage three. Down there. I'm in cage. Yeah, three. <laughs> yeah. Um, So what happens is is the Fusa come to attack the lemurs and Alex the lion scares them away because he's a lion. They've never seen a lion, yeah. so they're scared of him. So they think like, oh, this is great. We've got this protector now. Well, he doesn't realize, Ben Stiller doesn't realize that he eats steak. And Wait, there's, there's, when he starts asking what's for dinner. Yeah, yeah. And so he like doesn't realize what steak is. He just thinks it's something that is given to him. And so as he yeah. starts to get hungrier, there's more and more danger evolved. And eventually they, they explain to him that like, look, we are steak. And, you know, all these lemurs are steak. And my favorite scene is this little cute little lemur that has this squeaky little voice. He hops up and down and he's like, me, 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 I'm steak, I'm steak. (laughs) And so, you know, and it's just, it's a really funny movie. But basically, yeah, basically it comes down to Ben Stiller getting too hungry and he turns. And so like the, you know, he starts chasing the other animals and... You know, they they turn him back and he's okay. And, uh, you know, but it, it's just a really, really funny movie. And this is a movie they've spawned several sequels. And I think I've seen all of them. There have been like three of them, maybe? There's been three, I think, but yeah. I've, I've honestly only seen and the And they one. probably yeah. will go on to do TV video, right? Oh, they, Straight no, the, to No, they have already done TV yeah, shows the, for them and everything. The Penguins had yep. their own TV and the Penguin. shows. You know, I'd say they probably made this five Disney? movies. Uh, no. It's Pixar. It's Dreamscape. Oh, that's right. It is Dreamscape. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Dreamscape. It's... Uh, Spielberg's yeah, company. It's a really funny movie. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. What you got? Uh, I have a movie nobody's seen. Oh. No, even people that are listening haven't seen this movie. No. Really? <laughs> did, <laughs> did you create it yourself? <laughs> yeah, I know. Not <laughs> <laughs> it's called Plague Dogs. The Plague Dogs. The Plague Dogs. And do tell. This movie is. Was it an underground Disney movie? No. Are you sure? It was dark. Oh, it was dark. <laughs> the guy that wrote um, Watership Down. Yeah, the that rabbit book, movie. The rabbit movie. Yeah. Oh, the rabbit book. Wrote the, also the this movie, book. And that is also an animated movie. And yeah, the same yeah. guy that did that animated movie did this one. I, I'll, I'll tell you first, the opening scene. Here's the opening scene. Cut to a dog struggling in a pool with a bunch of scientists watching it. And it drowns in front of you. And it sinks to you the bottom. You lost all our audience. And it sinks to the bottom of the pool. They take the hook. And 
fish him out by his collar, throw him on a table, do CPR, and then throw him back in his cage. What the hell? And they're like, oh, the last time he drowned at 13 minutes. And you can hear like the scientists chattering in the background. What? And they cut to the interior of this laboratory and this cage, all caged animals. Some of them have like, like looks like uh, medical devices attached to them, like they're monitoring their heart. They're doing experiments on these dogs, but the dogs don't know where they are. Sounds like what kind of movie. animation is this? This is just like rough old school. It's animation. rough, old, rough old school, and it actually you know kind of moves a little bit, uh-huh. like they almost painted on cells. Interesting. It's eighty two, um, but so the premise is this: they put the dog back, um, and I don't know Rolf. I don't know who does Rolf's voice, but John Hurt is the voice of Schnitter. Which is the little terrier that's kind of his buddy. It's interesting. John Hurt's done a bunch of voices. I got so, one on my list that he's done. So they, they, uh, one of them, the janitor left one of the doors open, and the other dog broke under the fence. To so the two dogs were in the same cage. They got outside, but they get outside by going through the, uh, the incinerator where they burn all the dog bodies. Oh like, my god! And like they had to like fight because they were getting ready. They threw a dead dog down there. Dude, this is <laughs> I don't dark, know, man, but. How'd you even come across it? Yeah. Maria played it for me. She's like, want to see this weird-ass movie? I okay, saw so it. this is something you've seen like in the last few years, not mm-hmm. something you saw when you were like 15. No, last few years. So the little dog schnitter, the, um, the Jack Russell, he's... <laughs> they cut to the scene with him. He's like floating into a merry. You think he's going to remember the good times? Well, he remembers being on the side of the street and his master yelling at him to get out of the road and his master ran into the street to stop him and the master gets hit and killed. Oh, my God. And the God. dog's next to the body and someone comes over. It's the dog's fault. The dog killed him. Oh, my so God. So then he got sold. That's how he got sold. to the. So he has this image of having killed his master. Where, where's the... Up? Is there an upbeat? No. Yeah. Well... No. <laughs> no. It sort of is, but not really. It gets, just gets worse. These two are just... All they want to do is eat and get a master. They go someplace and they get chased away, and then they have to kill a sheep to stay alive. They meet a fox. Then the problem is then the the royal. It's a British. They're supposed to be in England, so the royal air force is after them because they escaped. I don't know if they're medical research right. contagious. They don't go into that. Right. But they're being chased. But then they keep. So they finally find one guy that's friendly. He's out hunting. And he's like, he puts his gun, leans his gun down, and he's like, oh, hey, puppy. And the Jack Russell runs up to jump on him, and he triggers the gun and blows the guy's head off. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, this movie is, uh, But wow. it isn't, it isn't sold as being, it isn't, it just has a bunch of weird stuff going on. You can tell that it, it's a serious movie, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it just gets worse and worse for these dogs. Like, and finally, y- they, yeah, you got to spoil this because I need a good, I need a happy ending. Well, <laughs> yeah. so good thing. Finally, finally they get, they movie. see, <laughs> finally they see an Island off the coast that they could get to. But the one dog that they've been doing the drowning experience on was afraid to get in the water. Oh, so all man. these like people are chasing them down to the beach level and the, and the little Jack Russell's jumping. He's like, come on, come on, we can make it. And so, dog finally jumps in and they're swimming halfway and there's lots of fog and the fog comes in and hides their cover yeah and then like you see him getting closer and closer to the island and then it ends <laughs> so what? did they make in it the to the island they don't tell you whether they make it to the island or no. they don't oh, tell you man. you assume that they made it to the island see I assume they drowned uh-huh. it, this is darker than the horror pod man <laughs> <laughs> kids when do the dog watch... jumped up and blew the guy's head off you're like 
Whoa! That just happened? <laughs> I supposed if you weren't sold by the plague dog name. But here's <laughs> the even creep. When, they, got, when they escaped from their cage and they had to get from there to the incinerator, they had to walk through the main laboratory and they had like a whole bunch of monkeys that were sitting in boxes that had their head through the box, but they couldn't move anything but their head. Uh, they no, had, someone they, cut Dave's mic. <laughs> 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 he, he stuff, I made this up. This is not, <laughs> this is not a real movie. <laughs> this is my pitch to you. Let's make it. I was going to tell people, invite your kids to listen to the animated pod. <laughs> Uncle Dave brings you down again. <laughs> Damn him. All right, I'm bringing us up. I'm bringing us up. All right, number four. No, we four. already did up. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, it's> true. <laughs> uh, number four, Shrek. Oh, yeah. That'll do, Donkey. Uh, that'll do, Donkey. <laughs> Probably one of the most quotable uh, movies, man. And what really made this movie for me was uh, Eddie Murphy and Mike Myers. Mike oh, Myers yeah. is my favorite comedian of all time. Uh, my favorite comedy of all time is So I Married an Axe Murder. Uh, so this was right up my alley the second I saw the first uh, tra- trailer for it. And I don't know if you remember the, that first trailer. was so freaking good, man, right before this came out. Did you see I, this in the theater? Uh, I did, yeah. yeah. Dave, you see it in the theater? I think I saw it with you. Really in the theater? I saw it several times in the theater, and I got obsessed with it when I was hanging out with my friend Sarah. And we used to uh, donkey. Uh, we used to play in the background and quote all the time. Uh, yeah, donkey was. And one of the, my favorite lines is such a random uh, line that me and uh, my wife say at least maybe once a week to each other. I'll hear her in the other room uh, say under her breath, "That was a donkey. I was born outside." <laughs> <laughs> we'll say it for absolutely no reason. It's just hilarious every time too. Yeah. And that first scene where he meets Shrek. If you just watch that scene, there's two scenes that if you just watch, I I dare you not to just love this movie. And it's when he first meets Shrek, uh, and he's coming to his house, and you know he's really up 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 uh, Eddie Murphy's character and yeah. Shrek doesn't want anything to do with him and it has that great moment where you can tell that Donkey is not scared by Shrek where everyone else is right and uh, then we're he opens his door and uh, Donkey runs in and he's like running around on the uh, on the chair like a dog would. Right. And he's like, Tomorrow, in the morning I'm going to make waffles. <laughs> and that's when, uh, when he kicks him outside and everything. But the other one was when he's explaining to him how... Uh, how ogres are like onions. Yes. <laughs> it was parfaits. Everyone likes parfaits. <laughs> but this had like that classic, I love anything that's like, uh, uh, like medieval times or wizards and dragons and stuff like that anyways. And this had a great story along with it too where all the, uh, the evil king played by John Lithgow is driving all the fairy tale creatures out of the so, castle so they pulled into a, the woods. They pulled when they were torturing the gingerbread man. Oh, the gingerbread man. That's one of my favorites. Oh, man. With animated John Lithgow. Scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Eat me. Not my gum drop. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you know the uh, Do You know, you the, know the Muffin Man? man? <laughs> <laughs> on Mulberry Lane? Yeah. <laughs> so funny, man. And then random dark jokes, too. Like, we're uh, at, at the beginning, remember when they're, uh, when they're selling all the creatures and uh, everything in the woods? <laughs> and right. they're. Uh, uh, you could tell the uh, later on. There's a great scene where they're doing this uh, compilation of uh, scenes of what everyone's doing in the movie, and they go to John Lithgow's uh, evil king's like palace, and they're panning across the floor, and it's the mama bear from the Three Bears dead on the ground yeah, as, oh as, as as like the I don't uh, think I ever as the bear skin rogue, and it goes quick too, and you're like, oh man, this is twisted. Yeah. Uh, Really, every scene with uh, with Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy, though, just kind of make it. And then when Eddie Mur- they come across the one, my favorite scene, if I had to jump to any scene immediately, and that's kind of a lot of these animated movies are about, is when they have to go rescue the princess and mm-hmm. see the dragon. Yeah. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's probably mine, too. 
How about you, Dave? That, my you, favorite scene, you are, I already said it. Which one? When they tortured the gingerbread. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I will look, I'll pull that up on YouTube. <laughs> just to watch it. It is pretty funny. <laughs> but then the uh, that scene where they're rescuing the dragon, or rescuing the princess Why are they from rescuing the dragon? dragon? And then uh, remember she bl- uh, she blows a smoke ring at Donkey's face and uh, he's like, oh, you're a girl dragon. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, I don't know if this is going to work out between us if you're going to be blowing smoke rings and stuff. <laughs> Another line, one of my favorite lines that I use all the time is uh, when uh, she tries to touch him, uh, the dragon, and uh, Eddie Murphy screams, that's unwanted physical contact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's such a funny movie. And the, really, the Cameron Diaz thing where at night she turns into a, uh, well, into during the day ogre. she's a, uh, a, a princess, princess, like a beautiful princess, and at night she's this uh, kind of crazy-looking ogre and everything. You don't realize that until the end, and they have that great moment where he kisses her, and there's her true love look is actually the look of the ogre. and yeah. Do you remember the, any of the other ones? Um. Well, yeah, I remember like, uh, was it Puss in Boots? Puss in Boots, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, Antonio Banderas. Yeah, he was great. That was really the best character that they added uh, in the second one, really. That carries on even to the... Uh, they do a lot of... Uh, I don't know if you... Uh, if you Dave probably doesn't realize it because he doesn't have TV. Uh, but at like... Uh, at Christmas time and at Halloween, for sure, they have those Shrek specials that oh, are yeah. the half hour. Yeah. You know, they usually will pair them with the whatever. Uh, uh, Madagascar uh, penguins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas one. They'll do the Charlie Brown Christmas and then they'll do an hour block. Toy Story is another one that. Yeah. Uh, uh, a Krampus Christmas. And yeah. <laughs> that's on my list now. I watched yeah. all the Krampus. But, uh, but totally the Shrek. Shrek Ever After is mm-hmm. one of them that was really cool and everything. So it just has a great uh, memory. McDonald's to me. marketed the. Shit out of him forever. Oh shit! Yeah, they're still doing. I mean, what they three or four movies? Do you know? Um, it's at I, least three. I know it's that. It's at least three, and I think Puss in Boots had his own movie. Yeah, Puss in Boots had his own movie, which yeah. wasn't as good. I went and saw it too, yeah. but I, he's a lot funnier with Eddie Murphy next to him and stuff. Oh so. yeah, well, who I like is the it? Christopher Walken Puss in Boots? That's a good one. Which one? Oh, the the really old like fairy tale theater. Yeah, Puss with Shelley Duvall. Yep. Oh wow. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't. I mean, I remember my, the, my favorite. The he does a full dance routine. That's like. This guy's a dancer. Huh. Chris Walker. Man. Yeah. Best one of those fairy tale theaters. There's two of them I remember. I don't re- I didn't remember that one at all. The Robin Williams one when he was the frog, the oh, princess yeah. and the mm-hmm. frog, and then there was huh. the uh, one where Jeff Goldblum played the big bad wolf. Now that was the one. Google or YouTube uh, Jeff Goldblum fairy tale theater big bad wolf and you really? will you will have a show, man. It's really fantastic. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Those there. were good shows. Really good, man. They were they were old though. They were probably 79, yep. 80, and uh, I forgot all about them, man. I'll have to look them up myself now. Some boots. All right, Justin, what is your number? What number are we on here? Three? Number three. Let's do it. I'm um, going Cars. Ah. Yeah. I, I really like this movie. Have you seen this one? I did I did see this one. And I, think I like the like, first one. And, and yeah, probably I a I bunch of... I haven't seen any of the others. This is the one with the tow truck. Yep. Yeah. Mater. Mater. Tow Mater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's very interesting about this movie... Was that Larry the Cable Guy? It was, yes. yeah. Yeah. It, it's the exact script, almost <laughs> to, to a T, of Telegated Nights. Doc Hollywood. Uh, Ho- Hollywood? Doc, Doc Hollywood. Hollywood. Or is it Doc Holliday? No, Doc Hollywood. With the one with Michael, Michael J. Fox. J. Fox yeah, yeah. Really? Yep, where he goes into this small town, 
uh, he goes into this small town. He crashes, and the that's uh, right. He has yeah. to stay, stay in town. He has to stay in town, and he gets to know everybody in town. And he's and he's a big from the big city. Yeah. But now he likes that small town just as much, and he's part of them, and is one of them. They just kind of reworked. Yeah. His uh, destroying the thing. It's very it, very interesting. Paul Someone pointed it out to me. Around like, thought about. No, it. no. This was something that was brought to me when sure. it first came out, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh my god, it is the exact same thing. Huh. It's awesome though. Yeah. It's, it's a good story. Yeah, it is. Um, so, and uh, there's so many actors in it, and I always get Owen and Luke Wilson. I, I don't remember. I think Owen. it's Owen. It's yeah. Owen. Okay. He's Owen really is the night in the, the museum. The one, right? Bonnie Hunt, I think, is the other, the girl. I think she's really good. I love Bonnie Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Is I'm that who that is? Yeah, yeah. She was in Toy Story 2, uh, or 2 or 3 also. Oh, really? Yeah, she was on one of the voices of, I don't know who it was. It's like the Milkmaid or something like that? Maybe. Yeah. That sounds about right. Or Bo Peep. Bo Peep, that's who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that? You know that armory off 8th Avenue in yeah. Gainesville? Mm-hmm. There's a design shop there now, and they built them the Tomator truck. Oh, really? Oh, really? To a T. Oh, that's Like out awesome. of real old. Wait, maybe I've seen that. And it's just parked outside next to the Batmobile. There's a Batmobile. Oh, I did what? see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I'm going to go over there and check that out. I, I think they took them away recently, though. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They might have taken them away. I. I may or may not have taken the pictures. The tow truck one did. It was a good. They did it was a good random job on because one. they didn't have signs or explain no, it. It was just no, it was out just there on the lot. Parked on the lot. You're, really? Yeah, yeah, it was very weird. It's like fenced in, but mm-hmm. it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. So uh, who else is in this? Paul Newman's in uh, Paul Newman, in Cars, uh, which I, I probably one of the last few. Things one, I, I mean, Larry the Cable Guy was really the reason everyone loved this movie. Oh yeah, I mean, there was always one character. Uh, well, and Michael Keaton played oh, the. Michael Keaton, he man. played. I, I forget the name. Rednecks of, were uh, funny. Either. Chip. His name was Chip. Totally forgot other. Michael Keaton was yeah, the voice in this. He was, also, he was also a great voice in um, Toy Story Three. He was the voice of Ken. Oh, yeah, oh, really? really? So Have you seen Toy Story 3? Uh, maybe. Almost made my list, man. It was so fucking uh, amazing. I want to say I did see that. Yeah. Is that where they're going up and down? They, they the go aisles? to the place. No, they go to the place. Aren't they moving? Is the moving truck? Is that number two? That's kind of all of them. Uh, the second one is where they meet the cowgirl and. Uh, they're going to get sold on eBay type of thing. Uh, oh, the, that's I think right. the, the Newman character. Well, the kid goes away to college. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the first yeah. one. That's first. But the third one is where they get sent to the, like, play school the nursery school and you go there and then oh, realize yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid, yeah 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 we saw this one together and is the yeah. on one side yeah. and they uh-huh. trick the toys to yep. go into the like they younger, get younger kids and get their shit kicked out <laughs> <laughs> this had a this had we some saw scary this we stuff. saw that one together yeah. remember at the end when they were gonna get in the trash compactor yeah. it was really sad and it made a lot of kids freak out really i was up north in my uh with my cousin and uh, talking to my friend jay when i uh, actually picked it up of one of the like 70 movies i bought at his store because <laughs> uh, i leave all the boxes there i just grab the discs and yeah. I bring a spindle up with me and boom nice. I, I leave and it's perfect uh but i picked it up and jay's like uh my buddy jay who works at the store too he's like man that movie's so sad <laughs> I was, I was like, what, are you, what scene are you talking about he's like the trash compactor scene at the end i was like yeah that's what everyone has a problem with anyways it's not toy story yeah what do we have? <laughs> um so yeah so cars um but no one one thing that i really like is uh doc hudson this is something that you know has significance to me paul newman's character is doc hudson well uh, a number of years ago my dad bought a hudson so like I have a Hudson out at my farm right now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No. And now it's it, it's not a Hudson Hornet, which is what Paul Newman's character was, but still, you know, it's the same thing. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a really good movie. It's really funny, you know. Yeah. Uh, like you said, Larry the Cable Guy, he's hysterical. And the race scenes. I mean, the race scenes were good. You know, one of the funniest. I haven't played too many video games, mm-hmm. but I have played this one. Oh, really? Oh, recently. I didn't know there was a. Car There's a video game where you can pick your, you can choose your. Oh, character. I do and then remember that. Yeah, you just race around the track against each other, and you, you almost can... want to be the mater one, but well, yeah. each he's one has its good. advantages yeah. and disadvantages. Yeah. The other really cool thing that I like, and I think you'll appreciate this, is the announcers for the races uh. are click and clack the tappet. Brothers. Oh, sweet. yeah, the yeah. what? <laughs> the the tappet brothers. Have you ever oh, listened to them? The one of my favorite shows on NPR. Yeah, it's on at 10 a.m. on Saturday mornings, and mm. he's dead. One guy just yeah, died I know. recently. A stroke a few. Years and they've been ago. doing it. They're from Boston. Yeah, huh. so they talk <laughs> yeah. wicked high language. Yeah, yeah. Fancy. yeah. Uh, but they just people call in oh wait I do know the car talk yeah yeah. they went both of them were engineers from uh, Harvard or MIT MIT yeah and they just did cars but so they're but they're really knowledgeable but people call up and they're like and they're super funny they make jokes more than anything they rip on each other but someone will call up and be like you have to solve a problem between me and my boyfriend my boyfriend took my car and this happened and then like He's like, oh, and they yeah. just give these crazy. Advice. Well, I'm yeah. telling you, in films, that's a great screenplay tactic because uh, no one's funnier than the announcers in movies. If you think right. like Best in Show with uh, Fred Willard, <laughs> and you, or you think Semi Pro, <laughs> yeah. or you think Dodgeball, yeah, uh, that is where the comedy comes Ouchtown, from. Population, you, yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> or even back up to like the the Muppets with uh, mm, with the two guys too, and yeah. the, the thing because exactly. they can because you can say whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. like if there's something funny you or, want to say, you just do say it. what. The audience is thinking, you know, Bob Uecker in Major League. Oh God, yeah. man, Bob Uecker. Yeah, totally with the uh, that type of commentary. <laughs> I love Bob Uecker. Yeah, me too. just a bit outside. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got, Dave? Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Great Patton movie. Oswalt, man, I love Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt. I listen to a lot of his comedy. Yeah, He's and really I, I follow him on Twitter. He's really hilarious. Yeah. I just, first of all, I love Paris. Yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite places. It's stuffy and snooty, and the movie kind of shows a lot of that. Uh-huh. But the restaurant scene is is I, I spend most of my time going out and eating food because yeah. you can eat, and it's it's like being able to eat fine dining around here, but not having to pay fine dining prices. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can go over there into the small little brasserie and get you know a meal and pay fifteen euros, and here you would have paid eighty five euros. Oh wow! Yeah. So. <laughs> but I mean, the funny part of this movie is the rats. <laughs> if you've seen the movie, <laughs> Remy the Rat is played by Pat Oswalt, and he's like a super chef, right? Because they they live in the restaurant. They live, he, but like, even in Paris, they do not want rats. <laughs> yeah, <to> it. <laughs> <laughs> but they have all the stereotypical characters: the snooty, yeah. you know, murderous head chef, yeah. and the snooty maitre d'. Will Arnett's one of them. And who uh, plays? Somebody plays the the guy who plays Bilbo the, is one who's of them. the guy that's coming to the the restaurants to rate them. There's this one guy that keeps. Yeah, I don't know who his voice is. I know. uh, That's my favorite scene of the whole movie. Is uh, I love his buddy, man. Remy's little uh, fat friend. Oh yeah. (laughs) The brownish uh, rat. He's really great. He brings him off. But yeah, so you've got what? There's like a chef who can't quite. He's not even a chef. He's 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 a kitchen boy. The trash guy. The and he finds the they find the rat. They make him get rid of the rat, but he can't do it. Because the rat can understand him. I don't think the rat talks to no, the boy. The he, rat just like he uses nods his, his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he hides his under hair. his he hides under his his big chef hat. And he yeah, pulls on his hair like a puppet. Like I don't think that would work. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're introducing it like that, I'll go yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. So he like 
transforms this kid into a chef. Right. Using his skills as, in a, as a rat. Right. <laughs> and uh, they have to make they have to make this one dish to impress the the guy that's coming to rate the restaurant. Right. And uh, I've actually made ratatouille before. It takes forever. It's like. It's like it's a vegetable dish. I've made it before, yeah, with eggplant, and eggplant, and tomatoes, you and squash, and zucchini, all, yeah. and you cook. Everything gets cooked in different pots at different temperatures with different spices. The problem with that, and then yeah. you build like at the end, you you put it like a baking pan, and you layer all the sliced vegetables yep. and tomato sauce, and you bake it off at the end. Huh? And they, it's over in my my girlfriend at the time. We made it for a whole dinner guest yeah. party and. Hmm. It's, it's intimidating a, to cook for a bunch of French people when well, you're an American cook, God, cooking yeah, a French dude. dish. Yeah. I realized, like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm unavailable I was like, I can make day. steaks. How about I just make steaks? Yeah. <laughs> I've realized that uh, getting, uh, because you cook those all apart, man, getting those flavors to all get together is, is the, all those vegetables will rock, but I've had it come out before where it's been amazing and the flavors have all blended and sometimes it's come back bland as hell. So Yeah. Oh. It's, it's important to use... Ripe vegetables, fresh herbs, fresh herbs, <laughs> and again, you're listening to cooking with Paul and Dave. Yeah, see, <laughs> me, and, me and Dave do a lot of cooking, and that we kinda, do do a lot. That kind of just showed through right there. That's okay. I'm I, listen. I'm proud of my cooking. One no, of my we, favorite yeah, things no, sure. is we having like, like ten people week. over oh. and making like a three course meal for yep. ten people. That's awesome. And it looks it looks like a battle. Oh, when yeah, you wa- if you're watching me do it, it looks painful. Yeah, but I yeah. I love the the art. Artist part of it, but also the coordination. Yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, like, I mean, it's creation, you know. I would never do it for a living because I like doing it for like I could do it for like six or seven people, but when you're doing it for a whole restaurant, it's I so could do it for a living insane. if if I owned the restaurant and it was only a ten top, right? Like a little tiny yeah. bistro where I'm only cooking for ten people or fifteen twenty people because that's all it fits in my restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, what if you were a rat? But if I was a rat, <laughs> <laughs> so the, my favorite scene is <laughs> the rats are carrying the the guy. They had him all duct taped. Yeah, <laughs> the, the room in the tomato. They walk in, yeah, and but they're waiting for this guy to come and try the ratatouille, and uh, so he, he comes out. He comes out and gives it to him, and he like takes a bite, and then he's like does a forced point of view back to his childhood. Mm, yeah, <laughs> to watch his mother serving <laughs> serving the ratatouille to him, and then they do the rat. Pull back <laughs> yeah, to yeah, him, yeah. <laughs> and he and then he drops his. He was writing notes, and he tastes it, and he drops his pen, and they do the slow motion of the pen flipping, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody stared. I was like, that was a well shot scene, right? Yeah, there. That, that's a lot of what I liked about it too. It felt like a well orchestrated like Three's Company episode, yeah. Where like yeah. when Jack was at the restaurant, exactly. he had to yeah. do different things, and uh, this person wasn't. Allowed that was to see by the way, that doing. was one of my favorite Three's Company's episodes. Uh, oh, the, when he had there was a lot of ones at the restaurant. Uh, but when they had the guy who was coming to, do to taste critique. the cooking, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and uh, Felipe like quit or broke his foot or something. Yeah, yeah. Man, I love Three's Company. <laughs> <laughs> shame, shame, shame. Me and my girl, <laughs> tame, gonna, tame, tame. me and my girl, are gonna start a like uh, classic uh, 60s, 70s, 80s TV pod one of these days. Oh, nice. <laughs> I bet well, you don't. I'm telling, I'm saying that, but I'm, I, I haven't run it by her yet. <laughs> but she knows like every episode of those old stuff too. That's one of her favorite shows. All right, so Ratatouille, what are we on here? So number three, this, I love this movie. I watched this uh, probably a little uh, earlier than I should have because this is definitely one of the darker ones. I wouldn't say it's as dark as The Plague Dogs, <laughs> but, <laughs> which, which is saying a Texas lot. Texas Chainsaw Massacre wasn't as dark yeah. as The Plague version. <laughs> so this is 1978's The Lord of the Rings. 
And, uh, and anyone who's seen the Lord of the Rings, I'm sure that's everybody. It, it's an amazing, amazing uh, version. Really? I mean, uh, there was some exact I had told you shots. I hadn't seen it, but I almost remember Really good. So this is shots. done by Ralph Bakshi. And Ralph Bakshi also did that uh, Fire and Ice. Do you remember that old one? Mm. Or Wizard? Wizard, Wizard. Wizard. Wizard was another one. Yeah. Very dark. So mm. he was. this was right up his alley. And this was, I just learned this term early. Do you know what uh, rotoscoping is? Yes. No. Rotoscoping is the uh, what you mentioned earlier. It was the painting over the cells on the thing. They waking, film life, it. waking Life. Uh, is... Waking Life did a rotoscoping uh, effect. But it's been done a lot of times. But usually it's done very sparingly. They'll do it. They did it in like Snow White. But I think this a, Plague Dogs that I'm talking uh, about, I think maybe. that's what it was. But this was done a lot in this. In all the battle scenes. Because it has a motion to it. Constantly. Well, you could see it. You could almost see it. It's oh, the actor. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's lightly. Oh, I see done. what you're talking so, about. They didn't do that with Plague Dogs. No, they filmed it in black and white, and they had actors come in and do the whole scenes, and then they, they would only do it during the action sequences. So when it's Frodo and uh, Sam climbing the mountain. Now, here's the thing. Did they decide to do the rotoscoping after they saw the movie without it? No, I think <laughs> like, they, they We got to rotoscope this movie, boys. He was an <laughs> No, uh, Ralph Baskey was an artist, man. He went in this with a specific look in mind, and it had that that's pretty look cool. Completely. I'm gonna have to watch it again. Uh, yeah, you you would like it. it it's was, the same story, right? It, it's like, basically one and two. It doesn't do the third. They were gonna come back and do the third, and they never did. And they so it was basically uh, uh, the two towers, Fellowship, and the two towers. Nice. And there were some amazing shots. Did they that put were any exactly, scenes in that weren't in the? Because the, uh, they didn't do. They couldn't do everything that was in the book in the movie. Oh no no no. But everything you see in the animated version is in the Peter Jackson version. They did version, the Peter Jackson version. For, for sure. Okay. Uh, and there's some exact shots. Copy One of shot. the shots that I noticed was like spot on exact, and it gave me goosebumps, was when they're in the... Uh, they're, uh, you know, when they that first stop they make uh, when they leave the Shire and they get the beers, the big they come in pints, uh, <laughs> and they see Aragon oh, sitting yeah. over uh-huh. on the uh, side smoking his pipe uh, with his cloak over his head. You can just see his eyes, and he's smoking that pipe. Uh-huh. The exact frame, exact shot was straight out of Peter Jackson's, oh, or really? it was straight out of the yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. version. But uh, like I said, with the rotoscoping, it was very interesting because they had these huge battles, and they still animated the swords. So you can see the swords were standing out a little bit from the painted actors, mm-hmm. and their eyes were red and their teeth. So you can see swords. If you look just right, it's like seeing swords, and a bunch of floating red teeth, eyes. and uh, red eyes and white teeth kind of floating. And then you'd see uh, Frodo in there with the uh, with them and everything. It was very interesting. But huh. there was a scene where they were captured by the Uruquai and uh, two towers. And they're running. And it was probably the best scene from this Lord of the Rings animated version because they are just running for about... Uh, the scene must have lasted about two and a half minutes. Great music just running in the background. And you are that's the moment you're watching and you're like, this is more than just like an animated movie. This is almost like a work of art. Hmm. Uh, really, really well done. Uh, voiced by... Uh, there's a couple of voices in it that I recognized. Uh, the Aragon character is John Hurt. And uh, the Legolas, who is Orlando Bloom, the mm-hmm. uh, oh. uh, the elf, mm-hmm. uh, he was done by uh, Anthony. Uh, damn, Anthony Daniels, who's C three PO. Oh, really? Would never have recognized him in a million years when huh. he talked. I couldn't tell at all. Were you fr- uh, fan of the Peter Jackson? I was. Series? I I, I liked them all. I love them, man. How about you? I've seen the oh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I never got into really? fantasy. I, I, I know. And, like, the thing is... Shame on you. I know, right? <laughs> the thing is, Those though, are amazing movies, though. 
I mean, I was I was a Dungeons and Dragons nerd yeah, for a man. little while. So you you definitely had to have been. They were just epic, man. Epic, epic. And uh great stories and great situations that you had to overcome. That Lord of the Rings, there's no better story of uh survival and friendship than the Samwise Gamgee and the Frodo Baggins mm-hmm. uh, uh, storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen him, or you haven't even I've, seen him? I know I've seen the first one, but like, I don't really remember it, and I've seen bits and pieces of the other. It's the same yeah. thing with like Harry Potter. Like, oh, I love Harry Potter. I know, right? and that's the thing is, you I got don't a lot of homework. To do. I don't dislike them I, because just, I already planned on doing an entire Harry Potter pod and an entire <laughs> Lord of the Rings pod. So. You got like six episodes. How many? And, are and I'm like telling you, the Lord of the Rings ones are the four hour versions. Yeah, I I'll, I've seen. I'll those. watch. Them. I've seen them. Yeah. I, I own them. I'll, sometimes I'll go through and I'll just spend like three weeks doing the twelve hour mm-hmm. uh, run through of it because you just you do it like a. Movie. I'm more of a. Do the twelve hour run through in twelve hours. In, in twelve hours. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On a weekend, like my wife's going out of town. Those she's movies, already back. She's those movies get long. After I might a while. watch the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're phenomenal, man. I love the Hobbit. I have all three Hobbits. The Hobbits were really amazing too. Uh, and that was another one. The, the Hobbit. Uh, there was an animated film for the Hobbit too that was pretty decent. But Lord of the Rings definitely the animated version is awesome. All right. So what you got there? All right. Uh, number yeah. two, ants. Ants. Yeah. You're the ant. <laughs> You're the ant. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so let's see. We got Sylvester Stallone, uh, Woody Allen. I've only seen this once, but this is another one. I've played this video game. There was an Ants there, video game? Yeah. Really? It was awesome, too. Ants with a Z. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's cool. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Like brats. This was an interesting one, too, because this came out. There was a lot of those movies that came out at the exact same time that competed with them. One that comes yeah. to mind is uh, uh, Wyatt Earp and Tombstone were released like a week yeah. away from each other. Right. And uh, Ants came out the exact same time as Bugs Life. Right. So, Which is tough because they were both good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were. Um, I liked I liked Bugs uh, personally I liked Bugs Life a little bit more because I liked the uh, the voices I like Dave Foley uh, from News Radio as the uh, guy <laughs> I loved all the uh, the grasshoppers and everything that were in there and uh, I thought it was a good one but Ants was good for its uh, own uh, reasons for me it was Stallone but uh, yeah well, <laughs> tell us a little bit about uh well I mean you had Stallone you had Sharon Stone you had Gene Hackman you had Gene Hackman was good in it too. Yeah, yeah you had uh, what Christopher were they trying Walken. what was happening what was their struggle so okay so basically they're ants <laughs> and uh, and so wow, it sounds you fascinating have, you, have, you have the soldiers <laughs> and you have the uh, the workers you know. And so they all do the same thing every day, over and over and over. Oh, okay. And they don't yeah, question yeah, yeah. anything. And everything that the the <laughs> general and the queen, you Sheep. know, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> and so they start to wake up. Well, Woody Allen's character starts to wake up because he questions everything, and he has like an encounter with the princess, who's Sharon Stone, and every night at like six fifteen, everyone dances. And they all do the exact same dance, and, you know, once it's done, it's done, and that's dancing. Well, he's sitting there dancing differently than anybody else, so he gets Sharon Stone's attention, and she comes over, and she's like, what are you doing? He's like, well, why is it that we have to do everything the same? Why can't we do everything differently? (laughs) So, Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Woody Allen's shtick, but... Yeah, you know, but, well, his character and, and the... His character's, you know whatever doings are entertaining. It doesn't have to be about him, you know? Um, but like, tell him that. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. um, so, 
stingray <laughs> score <laughs> a point. <laughs> He's on the scumbag so, list. So cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know, scumbag that's what I'm saying like just disregard him. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> Um, so basically what happens is, is Bugs Life has their own scumbag with Kevin Spacey as a bad guy so yeah, there's, you're, there's, you're, you're, you're no getting away really narrow of ta- I know doing, right like 10 years now you're like do we have a movie that doesn't have a scumbag know, in it right? at this point yeah. um, so basically there's a legend of Antopia and, and, and Antopia he thought really hard about this now yeah, man right? that should have been the name really Antopia Antopia man oh yeah absolutely yeah. it right? should have been um, and so, basically, Stallone and Woody Harrelson are friends. Woody and, Allen. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Woody Allen. <laughs> I'm totally I would watch Woody Harrelson yeah. version. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I would watch a movie with Sylvester Stallone and Woody Harrelson playing. That's again. what I'm saying. Oh, oh man, there we go. Live oh, action. Oh, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to. Yeah, anyway. Um, so they're friends and uh, they switch places so that uh, Woody Allen's character can see the princess again. And so basically, they, they re meet and they escape from the anthill and they go to Antopia. And they basically. <laughs> Every time he says, I got a smile. I know, right? Yeah. Um, and so basically, they've found a park where there's trash and there's all kinds of food and there's. That's Antopia? Having, yeah, and people are having picnics and stuff like that. <laughs> and like, so, you know, there's just cakes the size of skyscrapers <laughs> around them. Um, and at the same time, there's a war against termites and a war against grasshoppers. Mm-hmm. And so there becomes like a battle for the throne. And, you know, and so it's, I mean, it's a really good movie. It's a really good Sounds plot. evolved. It it's is. fun. I yeah. own it. Yeah. I own animation, that and Bugs Life. It's, yeah. The animation's awesome. Yeah. Um, and this was know. on the, like, cusp of, like, them turning that corner and going next level with anime movies. Oh, yeah. Too. Absolutely. Those were kind of the first two of those. Yeah. Uh, Ants and, uh, because I, I think was Ant's Dreamscape also was because it was always Dreamscape and uh, in Pixar I think yeah. were kind of competing. Well, let's see, Pixar was Bugs Life, right? Uh, Pixar was Bugs Life. Yeah, yep. so then it was Dreamscape, or it might have been straight Disney, but I, I think it was Pixar. I think it was one of their first ones. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, Ants was a really good. I love one. Ants with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave, what do you got for your number two? Um, this one, Paul's a huge fan of. I know that. Uh. Uh, I, th- there is one that I was we were like arguing over, and I was Emperor's like, New Groove. Oh, I love Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> 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 squeak, squeak, squeak. This would be tied with my number one. On my, my favorite list character too. is Putty's character for oh, some reason. Cronk. <laughs> squeak, squeak, squeaker. Oh man, he can speak squirrel. Squeak, Have you squeak, seen? I don't think squeak, you've squeak, seen squeak, Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, we talked oh, about this. Yeah. This is one that I cannot recommend highly enough too. And this was the first of uh, it's David Spade, right? Uh, David Spade, and he's just. It's it's him doing his David Spade character. Yeah. It's and all it is. I, David Spade. I don't know if you like him from other stuff, but oh, I love I David love him. Spade. Just shoot me, man. Just yeah. shoot me was he was probably one of his best things. That Tommy boy. Anything with him and Chris yeah. Farley. But uh, him and John Goodman opposite each other are friggin' comedy gold. Oh man. really? And this was the first one that they stopped doing all the music, but they recorded it all. There was it's not used in the movie. They pulled it at the end, but they had like I Didn't think it was Sting or Phil Collins. I think it was Sting. Oh. Did the music for it. In that case, and, I'll watch it. And they kept it, and they the uh, they got rid of it, except for the end credits song. It's the only one they used. But he was nominated for an Academy Award for it, for a song that didn't even air on the friggin' uh, movie. What? But I loved it. It made the movie so much better. Without? Uh, yeah. With, yeah. So go ahead. Why don't you tell us a little bit about So, um, Even though I'm going to th- pipe in it every second, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> David Spade is the emperor, but 
he wants to. Who's the? Is it the lady from uh, Arrested Development? Which one? That plays the. the oh, Isma. Isma. No, Isma is the uh, Earth Kit. Kit. Okay. From the old Cat Batman, Woman. she was old Catwoman. Uh, uh, <laughs> so like, she gets Kronk, Putty's character, who's like a just functional retard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, get, they get him to try to poison uh, David Spade's character because they want to take over and rule. Yeah. Wow. And the poison like. Ends up turning. She has like fifty poisons, and they're not all like kill you poisons. Yeah, potions and stuff. She turns him into a llama by accident. (laughs) The the, the label was peeled over and looked like skull and crossbones, but Uh it was actually a llama. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, he turned into a llama. So and then they. Uh, so they they just had to get rid of him. At yeah, that Putty point. Putty brings him out in a bag and throws <laughs> yeah, him in the river, him. and then that's where he meets up with John Goodman. Yeah, character. but before that, they uh, they had an incident where uh, uh, John Goodman's got this nice place up in the mountain with his family, his two kids, his wife. His wife's played by Wendy Malick from Just Shoot Me, and she's hilarious too. Uh, and uh, David Spade says he wants to uh, uh, make his uh, his summer home called Cusco-topia right on the top <laughs> of where John Goodman's place is and he's telling him you're going to have to move you're going to have to move your whole house uh-huh. and so that happens beforehand and on his way back <clears throat> to his village Kronk throws that thing in the water and it goes onto Dave or onto John Goodman's cart so he instantly brings him home huh. uh, so basically the whole movie is uh once they discover uh, that David Spade's been turned into a llama, <laughs> and he figures, hey, Yzma can turn me back. She's got all those potions, not realizing she's the one to turn him that way in the first place. And so he's got to travel. It's like a buddy comedy yeah. traveling through the woods, an adventure movie between John Goodman trying to get David Spade's character back to the uh, back to the castle. Uh-huh. They would take chased by a bunch of like oh, the cats. jaguars, jaguars, oh, and so scorpions. good, man. There was so many different cool little uh, like. Adventures and like elements those two had to uh, overcome. They had the scorpions that went down John Goodman's back, and they had to use their backs up against each other yeah. to climb up the wall. <laughs> Good thing you're not a big fat guy. Oh, this would no, be difficult. They, <laughs> yeah, that was one of the best slides, man. Uh, I'm a crumbly awesome. candy wall. I'm taking you with me. Well, not today, sir. <laughs> There's so many great lines, David Spade lines from that movie, man. It's just one quotable one after another. Uh, and they do a really good job with those animation of bringing those characters' faces into those yeah. animated characters, mm-hmm. when, especially when they know they're animating for John Goodman and especially for David Spade. David Spade does that, like, Bruce Lee kung fu move yeah. and all his things, and Cusco yeah. does it all the time. So oh, it's really? like you're looking at an animated David <laughs> Spade. That's awesome. Spade. They probably hooked him up to those little light plots and I know, mapped right? out his yeah. green I, screen uh, he delivers every line so amazing in that movie too that it's probably my favorite David Spade now was there outtakes in this end of this one do you know I don't think so I think this was oh, before that should, uh, they started I always that. appreciate this was those. the last oh, real yeah. this those. was the last real animated movie uh, done by uh, uh, Disney at that the point. next movie huh. on my list has one of those and it's awesome one of what one of those outtakes at the Oh, the end. outtakes? Oh, yeah, 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 man. Some of those, they get really, really good on some of them. The Toy Story ones were always really good. Yeah. I don't think any of us has Toy Story in this list, so I'm sure we're going to get screamed at for that because well, we, we, we did about talk it about it. Time. And I'm telling you, if this was a top 10, uh, Toy Story would have been on there. Toy Story 2 might be one of the uh, more perfect uh, movies. That second one was really good. Uh, all right, so yeah, Emperor's New Groove, man. That, I love the... 
the ending, man. The ending where they had to just get uh, Cusco back, and they didn't have time to look at which poisons he had to, or <laughs> antidotes or poisons he had to do. So he rounded them all up. So while they're on the run from uh, from Yzma and Kronk, he's taking them, and all of a sudden he's he turns, turning into he turns into there. different creatures, <laughs> and he turns into a whale. It's one of my favorite moments. Too. He turns into a whale, and he turns into this bird, and they're flying, and then he uh, he keeps taking them and taking them. He's turning into different things. He takes one and he turns him back to a llama. He's like, "Yay, I'm a llama again!" And he's like, hey, "Wait." <laughs> so it's all coming down to him trying to become human again, and it's just a great kind of friendship buddy movie with those two guys, man. Yeah, well, you must have seen this with me then. Because I, I, saw saw it the, I saw it in the theater. You were always on top of these ones a lot. Uh, this like, one, you got to see this animated This movie. one specifically, I saw this in the theater where no one else, I think, was seeing Emperor's New Groove in the theater. But I had seen the trailer for it, and I knew that David Spade was in it. And I was like, oh, this looks hilarious. So, yeah, I probably played this for you. Because it was always played at my house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Can't go wrong with that. Here's another one that was always played at my house. This movie is friggin' awesome, and I love the sequel just as much. And this is uh, 2003's Finding Nemo. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. I love Finding Nemo, man. Uh, it's a sad story. Well, only at certain parts <laughs> that there is. Like most Disney or Pixar movies, they all kind of have their omens. Uh, I think Up was probably more sad than Finding Nemo. I mean, I guess he did lose his entire family at the beginning of yeah. uh, Finding Nemo. Yeah. All the eggs And then he gone. was just... Just yeah. raising the one kid. If you start it from that point, though, very happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that next time. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> so this was a great story mm-hmm. and uh, an amazing voice cast on this. The, the voice cast... Uh, is probably one of the uh, right up there with Toy Story is one of the best uh, created. So you've got Albert Brooks as the dad. Yeah. You've got uh, Ellen DeGeneres is probably the best character she's ever done in her life playing oh, yeah, Dory. Oh uh, And uh, you think of all the characters in the aquarium when Nemo gets uh, William uh, Defoe. Uh, Willem Defoe was uh, the main guy. You got Brad <laughs> Garrett. Uh, that, mo- that movie single handedly blew up the clownfish. Oh shit! Oh yeah. People oh, yeah, were yeah, buying yeah. clownfish to. Oh, but sure. they couldn't keep up with demand for clownfish oh, yeah. at that point. Yeah. So it was a pretty simple story too. You've got uh, Nemo. Uh, you got the overprotective uh, dad played by uh, um, Albert Brooks, who he plays that character so well. The yeah. uh, the naive or uh, kind of really the almost similar to the. Uh, uh, what Schwimmer character in Madagascar yeah. where he's just freaked out about everything. Anxious. Anxious, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that, Richard... Uh, Richard that? J- Jenny? Yeah, yeah. He, he used to do that. Is that yeah. him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to play that character great. Um, but So he loses his son. His son gets actually captured because he's... Uh, uh, off touching the bottom of that boat. Remember, he's touched the butt yeah. <laughs> uh, when he was at school. So someone snatches him up, uh, brings him, and he ends up in an aquarium. So it's basically Albert Brooks's character swimming through the ocean trying to find his son. Right. And he comes ac- shortly at the beginning of his journey, he finds, runs into Ellen DeGeneres' character who has like short-term memory loss. She's like the memento guy. Yeah. And, and, she, and she's so hilarious and just out there when she first meet him. Boat? I've seen a boat? Yeah. It went this way. Yeah. And then fall him for about like uh i don't know like 50 or 100 yards and she turns around and she's like why are you following me man huh, huh? why are you following yeah. me he's like we're following the boat boat i've seen a boat yeah. went this way. <laughs> <laughs> and once she realized that's basically them uh 
building that friendship. But for me, this uh, this movie had so many great uh, key moments. But my favorite one that I uh, go back and love so much is when the sharks find them. Yeah. Do you remember when the sharks? <laughs> one of them's voiced by Eric Bana. And do you remember this? I don't. Oh, man. the uh, Not the shark part. They come across the sharks, and the sharks have just entered a No Eating Other Fish program. And they're, oh, then they're, okay. they're in the middle of, like, an AA meeting. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay, I do <laughs> remember this. It was in, like, about, a hull of a boat or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, fish are friends. They're not food. <laughs> and then uh, they capture this other really scared fish. He's just shaking the whole time. <laughs> and they're like, it's cool, it's cool. And they're very mellow sharks. And they're all getting up there talking about it. And they're, uh, they got Nemo up there. And the the ongoing thread of a joke in this is because if he's a clownfish he's got, he's got to be funny so everyone's asking him to tell a joke through the whole thing <laughs> right. hey, tell us a joke tell us a joke and then it, he tells it to the shark and it just kind of blows away but something mm. happens and he gets like elbowed in the mouth and a uh, drip of blood comes up in the water and it goes right up like Eric Banna's shark's nose and he, you see his eyes roll over black and the other two <laughs> sharks grab him wait no don't do it <laughs> it was like Bruce or something don't do it Bruce yeah. <laughs> you've gone so long that's awesome and then they have to flee away from him and everything and uh Man, it was one of my favorite. Uh, I see this every time I see one of those Ford Escape cars. I, I call it a scape. Because <laughs> remember, she comes across the uh, the escape hatch. Oh, and yeah. And she, she's like, I can read. She's like, what does it say? A scape. <laughs> uh, she can speak whale. There's, there's so many different parts of this movie are just hilarious, man. And uh, even like the, it goes into like that second kind of part where, uh, where Nemo gets trapped into the... Uh, in the aquarium, and they realize that they have to, uh, they do it by like uh, Willem Dafoe's kind of the scratched up fish who knows everything and is going right. to use Nemo to go through the filter to, uh, to get out and then get into the sea and get back to his uh, thing. And they had to come up with so many different kind of uh, cool elements for him this to get out. This is a smash hit, too. Oh, right? it was huge, man. Weren't you... there seagulls in this oh, one? Oh, yeah. Too? My, my, yeah, my, yeah. my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There was in the. Uh, uh, the sea, uh, the sea turtles, like the stoner sounded sea turtles. <laughs> oh were yeah! Really fun. Hey, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, just fun elements, man. And the, uh, that Finding Dory was really good. I've only seen it once. It was on the uh, plane back from Maui, uh, which was a perfect time to watch that movie. Yeah, but right. uh, it was really, really funny, man. It's just more Ellen DeGeneres being funny, and uh, the, there was an, uh, an octopus in that played by Ed O'Neill, and uh, they just added more more funny characters, Bill Hader and all those guys. So I love Bill Hader. Finding Nemo. Bill Hader's great. Yeah. We watched. Uh, what did we watch the other day? Oh, Night at the Museum. Oh, the Battle of Smithsonian. Battle of Smithsonian. I was oh, surprised he picked that. that. He came over. I gave him a stack of DVDs, some really crazy, crazy <laughs> cool movies in there, and some rare ones and everything. And he pulled out Night at the Museum. I said, oh, "Hey, nice. I love Night at the Museum. It was oh, good, yeah. man. All three of those were really done well. I only saw the first one. Oh, second one just second as good, one, man. If really? not better, just as yeah. good. I think. Huh. It, I think it's better personally. But, Probably. Um, it has uh, the guy from Birdcage in it. Oh, Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. Oh, yeah, he makes great. that movie, man. He's awesome. Uh, all right, what do you got there for your number two, man? Uh, number one. Number one. We're going yeah. that right. Number we one. Are. So I'm cheating a little bit on this one, but it just had to be done. Fired. Uh, number one. Yeah, right. Number one is Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, that's not cheating. Okay. There's anime uh, in that. Yeah. Um, I love this movie, man. Yeah, great movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. We still remember it Saw very the theater. well. Um, I, you know, I think I saw it in the theater. The only live action did. was... Uh, was uh, Bob Hoskins? Bob Hoskins, right? Well, and no, Christopher, uh, Christopher Walken. Oh, that's right. Uh, no, uh, Christopher Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd, sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, so you basically had an. There were actually other. There people was Toontown, and then there was oh, the regular right. world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, 
I remember seeing this movie. I, I've been on a cruise once. Once. <laughs> and, uh, nice. And, uh, <laughs> and the, uh, the, the movie had come out in the theater at that time. Oh, really? Well... On the cruise, they had a movie theater. Oh, there, and they played it. That's and you awesome. You could go and see it as many times as you wanted. I must have, <laughs> I must have watched that really? movie three times a day for four days. You know, so twelve <laughs> times in the theater. You know, and, and you, you still, were a fan and you still of the, want to talk uh, about the NES game too, right? Oh yeah. Oh my god. Which I played recently. It was a man, terrible it game. Did, wasn't it didn't it? really hold kidding? up. I, yeah, <laughs> but and that's, that's it, what but I if it was your game, it probably does hold. Yeah. Up. No, I, I I never beat that game. I spent. Like, it haunts me to this day. No, I, it's funny <laughs> you mentioned it because I, I was thinking about it on the <laughs> I, way over here. Like, you said it was on that bootleg system you have. Or no? It's not. It's not. And I, I can yeah. get you a copy, but I know a guy. I know a guy. Knows a guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, great movie, great concept. Uh, so you have Roger Rabbit, you have, uh, what was the name of, uh, the detective? Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and Eddie's brother had been killed. Yep. Uh, by a tune. By a tune. Yeah. And. High pitched voice. Yeah. It was sounded a, just like, like this. this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, um, but just such a good movie, man. Uh, Je- Jessica Rabbit, Jessica Rabbit, Kathleen, Kathleen Turner. Turner, hell yeah, yeah you know, sultry sounding Kathleen Turner. Yep, her voice is so. And Charles Fleischer, Charles oh. Fleischer did the uh, voice of Roger Rabbit, who went on to do a bunch of different stuff. You probably seen him as a character actor a dozen times. You might not even recognize uh, recognize. Do you know Charles Fleischer? Well, I mean, I he was I know a stand up comedian and uh, he was in Zodiac. Remember, he was the guy that went down in the basement. Oh yeah, oh, yeah really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mel LeBlanc was in it, yep. you know, because all the... It was also one of the first times you ever saw Disney and Warner Brothers cross. Yeah. Like that scene with the dueling pianos, that was like a big thing. That's right, yeah. Uh, that people didn't realize because they had never kind of gone together before. Who was it? It was Daffy Duck and... and uh, Donald. That's right. Yeah, yeah it was that's really right. good. Um, at the Ink and Paint Club, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, See, I remember that for the game too. Would you uh, that that club with the big gorilla? With the big gorilla, yeah. (laughs) What's the password? I want that game. I want that game to be so good, man. And it it, it, there's moments to it, but it's kind of a weird, flighty kind of game. I just always liked the the riddle jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Um, (laughs) those three guys were awesome. Which uh, you know, I was also thinking like the design of that game where you're driving around the city and Benny the Cab. It's kind of like the first Grand Theft Auto. It is good. I get that. Um, But yeah, I, I mean. The story itself is great. Uh, basically, Roger Rabbit gets set up for a murder he didn't yep. commit, and he has to go to uh, Eddie to save him. Mm-hmm. And you know he doesn't want to save him because a tune killed his brother. Yeah. And really, they- really, this is a uh, we should be honoring Bob Hoskins on this because yeah. it really is a one man show. Yeah, I mean he's acting to nothing. It's not even like contemporary now where they would have just put somebody in a green suit. Yeah, there was no and, green screen. And, and then he really, literally would have grabbed somebody's arm and, and been able to do that stuff. Right. So they were doing it. Because this is, we should mention too, that this is Spielberg producing it and it's Robert Zemeckis directing it who are huge, huge guys. Yeah. Uh, so this was a like and a, the best. This was almost a first. It was never done at this level. You, you know what know? impresses me? You know what impresses me about Bob Hoskins more than anything is his it's language. Alien, his man, language adapt. Yeah, yeah I like, He sounds like he's from Brooklyn in this, without yeah. a doubt. And but, he yeah. has the thickest. Yep. He sounds like Hook, his character in Hook. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's his normal voice. Right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe tweaked up a bit, but yeah. not Brooklyn. He, he was amazing in this. Yeah. And speaking of, uh, should speak some Christopher Lloyd, too, because, you know, Christopher Lloyd was always a, 
an actor who had always played a role that we loved, that we could relate to, or yeah. that we just wanted to hang out with. Uh, and he was freaking evil in this the movie. The judge. The judge. He was evil in he this movie. He scared dip. the hell out of me. And I yeah. was at an age that I shouldn't even have been scared scared at him. But he yeah. just had that look to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, I remember being, like, so sad when he dipped when he that dipped the little tune? shoe. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And the shoe <laughs> knew what was coming. Yeah, it was like screaming. That like, was a great uh, scene with, uh, with Roger Hyde in the other room with Eddie while it's happening. Uh, when they're he, because the judge is out at the oh, bar, remember? Yeah, and that's he's, right. He's yeah. behind the uh, was, bar uh, looking through the shaving peoples. a haircut. Yeah, shaving a haircut. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna have to see this again. Oh, it's so yeah, much I mean, fun, I mean, man! It's, it's really good. It's it's got a lot of good adult elements. The weasels, in it. the weasels, those yeah, three weasels, they man. Were great. They were great. They were really fun. I, I, sometimes when I'm in traffic and and it's really bad and I start to get road rage. I'll just I'll say to myself I'm gonna ram them I'm gonna ram them <laughs> yeah those guys were really the comic relief in that too yeah. but that ending that whole ending when you realize ju- when you realize the judge was a tune yeah. and like I like we stated earlier man the way he kind of came out the first time you saw it you were like holy shit yeah. you had no clue that that was what was gonna happen well he ran him over with a steamroller yep. and then he inflated himself yep you know and then it looked creepy it, yeah. it looked creepy oh, and yeah. then uh, he has the dagger the eyes mm-hmm. and just him bouncing after Eddie and everything. Yeah, it was it was creepy, yeah, man. Yeah, well, and they used all the uh, remember he the went turpentine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the well, you guys really like this movie. I love yeah, it. Absolutely, <laughs> dude. Um, uh, Eric bought it on VHS like last time it was up north. Oh, was really? Great. Of course yeah. he did. It's, just, <laughs> it's a cool cover, man. I love when they're having that fight and he pulls the hammer with the boxing glove out. Oh yeah, and then uh, Bob Hoskins pulls the sword out. And it's Frank oh, Sinatra yeah, yeah. singing, you know, the oh, no, singing Bing Crosby. Sword. It's like a Bing Crosby, I thought. Oh, no. It's oh, Frank oh it, was, uh, it was Frank Sinatra? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, man. That's such a funny scene. <laughs> yeah. Or when he's, uh, when he's in Toontown and he's in that building and he's looking for Jessica Rabbit and he looks through the peephole, which is on reverse for some reason, and he sees her and he opens the door and it, he thinks that it's her and she turns around and it's this really oh, yeah, ugly yeah, 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 yeah. tune and she's like, Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> it was very like the uh, the Jamie Foxx and Living Color character. Yeah, Wanda. Man, there were a couple of elements in this movie too that got a lot of uh, the animators in trouble too. Do you remember what those are? Uh, no, uh, I'm sure. There was uh, crotch oh, shots. Well, well, the one with uh, Baby Herman diddling oh, the girl when she's right. going over. If you freeze frame it, you could really see his hands and fingers moving up there. Really? Uh, yeah. And oh, wow. uh, the other one was when they were in one of the bathrooms. Uh, uh, there was a stall that had Disney execs' real f- telephone numbers oh. on it. Someone put them on there. Oh no uh, way! Yeah, so those were like two of like that might even have been three or four elements in that <laughs> wow. movie that were like because they were kind of went rogue a little bit in this movie. They're always doing <laughs> well, that. And remember, They're always doing that stuff. Remember yeah. the patty cake scene? Uh, yeah, what is the patty cake? It's scene? where the old man um, who created Toontown and Jessica. Oh Rabbit, yeah, 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 and, yeah. And the he, live action and, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, that's that's when Roger realizes that Jessica. He played patty cake with yeah. another guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got all upset, and that's where he blew his top and got all upset. Yeah. Like, oh, that's funny. I love how they work that around. <laughs> we'll just say he played patty cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dave. What's your number one? Um, I really like this one, and I. I don't, I, the story was great. Incredibles. Oh hell yeah! It's a James Bond movie. It's <laughs> down, with a, it's with a, a dysfunctional family. Oh hell like, yeah! It, my favorite scene is is some of the stuff before they 
before they get their oh, mission yeah, yeah. and go on there. Just the silly stuff. Like when they still had their superpowers yeah. or when they had them revoked and they were back to regular life? And they, no, when, when they, they got had, it. When, when they had them. When they had them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In their prime. You saw everything they did. Have you seen The Incredibles? No, oh, my I God, know, dude. I you know. would love The Incredibles. I, I've heard, and I it, know they're coming out with a second yeah, one, yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, this above to everything it. else you should, uh, of all these movies, well, maybe not my number Jason one. Lee <laughs> played the Jason Lee played the villain, guy. man. And Craig T. Nelson. It was, and it was a weird kind of bad guy. He liked them, didn't he? But then uh, he didn't. They didn't give him the time shun, of day they or something. Them. Yeah, they sh- he sh- And so him he was like, "I'll show you." And he was one of those bad guys that like he didn't really have any powers, but he built like really cool stuff. Yeah, and, robots and, and stuff became like, that. like powerful because of the stuff he built. Right. Well, going before that, you should mention Go, that. Uh, do the plot. I know I, I could do it, but I think you could do a better job. So they, you've got these the greatest superpower uh, superheroes in the world, and then they've kind of made it after they've. Even after they save the world, the uh, uh, the government has decided to shut them down. That they shouldn't be any uh, sounds like X-Men. superheroes. Yeah. Very very similar <laughs> yeah. to how like uh, it was done with like in the what Avengers they wanted done in the Avengers and yeah. all that too. And uh, so they have to go underground, and they just became regular guys. He becomes like a cubicle worker, but <laughs> he's uh, got a little tight. Craig T. Nelson is huge. So you've got you've got the whole family. You got Craig T. Nelson, who's like the super strong guy. You've got Holly Hunter, who's Elastigirl. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, the son, who's super fast. He's yep. like the Flash. Uh-huh. They got the goth uh, teenage girl. They got the goth teenage girl <laughs> who like, can. Uh, she's got like force field. I yeah, she's, force field powers. Force field powers, but she had some other powers. And then there's a baby, and you don't yeah. know what his power. Well, this is oh, what I was right. saying. That's what was great about this it. is what I was saying. Not it, yet, you don't. Know. Yeah, <laughs> but this is where if you watch the movie, they don't show it. You only hear the telephone call. Remember? Well, and you then you had to watch stuff at the end. But then you had to watch the after the trailer. You saw the whole after the credits. You saw the whole. Other no, the side. whole ending. I mean, you saw him change. Did you? Oh yeah, yeah, that whole ending, man. I thought they uh, hid that through the other him. side of the phone call. And no, remember saw. he stole him. Uh, him uh, Jason Lee's character stole the baby and went into the oh, sky right. and everything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, leading up to that, you just heard the, the shit on the phone call. <laughs> the but baby. anyways, we're getting ahead of uh, <laughs> ourselves here. So. <laughs> So then they realize they've been without their powers and everything, and uh, they do it for a while. And then uh, Craig T. Nelson starts listening to, like, the scanner. <laughs> you know, he's in his room and everything. He finds yeah. his old outfit, and he's listening yeah. to the scanner. He's got all the newspaper clippings And he calls his friend. His friend is Samuel Jackson, who's, uh, who's, Mr., who's like a Mr. Freeze character. Oh, nice. And so they just start lying to their wives and saying they're going out to the bar or something, and they're going out and they're fighting crime. Oh. They're putting their outfits <laughs> back on, and they're getting into it <laughs> nice. and everything, and they're keeping it from the family. Uh, my favorite was, character in this was that Edna character. You know, the person who makes it so oh, yeah, the yeah, little yeah, German girl. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's a that's a the voice of the director, Brad Bird, doing that voice. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, so really? a guy is doing <laughs> that voice of that uh, really funny German yeah. woman. She's, no capes! <laughs> no capes! She's building, she's got a building. Machine washable, new... that's a new feature. Yeah, <laughs> that's how they dislike her. Uh, but, <laughs> so... Uh, Mr. Fan or Mr. Incredible like pierced his suit, so he has to go back to her. And it was a great scene where he remember when he's pulling oh, he's trying up. to put it on. No, well that too. But when he's pulling into the uh, to the uh, to the gate and he's talking on the uh, thing and he uh, calls her and says, "I want to see her." And uh, she pushes her way in, and you can see she's really short. You could just see the top of her eyes looking at him through the, into the car and says, "Man, you've got fat." <laughs> 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 and they bring him in and. Uh, 
says, what have you been doing, Robert? Have you been uh, fighting crime and everything? And then she uh, decides to build, she can't wait to build him a new suit and builds one for the uh, the family too, but doesn't give him to him because he's kind of keep this on a down low. Uh-huh. But uh, the wife finds out what's going on and he's so far in at one point that the wife and the kids have to fucking join up. Oh, and, right. like, the kids he, want to. Yeah, the, the kids, kids want, want to. to. They've been dying to. And Craig <laughs> T. Nelson gets in so much trouble that she has to visit that. Edna. Holly Hunter is at the uh, Holly Hunter, yeah, she's yeah. so good in this. So she has to go visit that person that makes the suits, that Edna girl. <laughs> and uh, uh, remember, they go through that great uh, escalator scene where they're showing what the suit will do and yeah. everything, and, and all the kids, what their suits will do. Uh, and they basically have this great uh, scene where they have to do their Incredibles thing to save their dad and then ultimately save the world. And huh. uh, it was a total James Bond movie. Like, super, super action-packed. Yeah, all Plane, I heard it was fantastic. Planes going down into the... Uh, in, uh, Gonna hit the mountain. Robot and, fights, lava. Oh, God, it's so much action in this movie. Sharks with freaking Sharks, laser yeah. beams. Freaking laser beams. <laughs> really? Is everything deserves The a second hot one meal. is really, uh, they're not showing a lot of uh, commercials yet for the second one, but it's still a little ways away. It's like in the summertime, but it's supposed to be really fucking good. Yeah, I just saw like a poster advertisement for it the yeah. other day. I love Craig T. Nelson. I've loved him forever. Uh, and to hear his voice on anything is always uh, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. It's always incredible. <laughs> He'll always be coached to me. He'll Dobbert. always be coached. But yeah, that's a good choice. That makes sense. That would be your number one because it's a it's a total it's a total action film, man, and uh, just a really good one that's for the whole family too. Uh, I mean, it's it literally is if you take James Bond and you take the Fantastic Four and you blend them together, mm-hmm. you get the Incredibles. Nice. Yeah. It's probably the and I've heard that from a lot of people that the best Fantastic Four movie that's ever been made is The Incredibles. Huh. <laughs> well, and, and I just I just didn't say it, but when you were naming off their oh, yeah. powers, I was like, wow, that sounds like Fantastic Four. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It really is. All right. So my number one, and this has been my number one probably since. It was five years it was, well, it was 82 is when it came out. I must have seen it in 83, and I watch it all the time. Me and my uh, wife will put it on a Saturday morning. Can we'll, I say the we'll put it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go ahead. What is it? Ooh, you got a sparkly. Uh, you, yeah, I always <laughs> wanted a sparkly my very own. Uh, <laughs> the Secret of Nim. Have you seen The Secret of Nim? Now, see, I have. This is an old school It's one, been man. a long time. Like, when, I, when you sent me your list and I saw mm-hmm. it, I had, like, a flashback of oh, being, yeah. like, <laughs> oh yeah, what I mean, it's, like it, I remember it, but it's so vague. It's so fantastic of a movie. So you've got this is a Don Bluth movie, and Don Bluth was a Disney guy, and he uh, they actually very similar to how uh, Seth MacFarlane and Jim Lee. Uh, left Marvel to go start Image Comics and do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Don Bluth. Don Bluth took like uh, two animators from Disney, and uh, they, because they had uh, so this was a lifelong passion, this secret of Nim, and they gave it to Disney, and Disney says, "Too dark. We're not doing this. We're not mm-hmm. doing this thing." And they fought him. Like, I'll be a Huckleberry. Yeah, and <laughs> they, they said, "We're gone." They said, "We're gonna go uh, do our own thing." And over like two years, they poached like twenty other animators from Disney. Oh wow! Disney just got more, but still. Yeah. Uh, so Don Bluth ended up going to do this. He did Land Before Time. He did um, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yeah. Uh, basically, all the ones that were not Disney at that time right. in the 80s with That's Don, awesome, Don Bluth. Yeah. 
And Secret of Nim was the start of it. And Secret of Nim was fantastic. It was man. dark. It was dark, but it wasn't like it wasn't. Was it plague dark? Was it plague dark? Dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'm gonna have nightmares about that. I haven't even seen it. <laughs> so, and and I could be way off on this, but I'm just curious. Is there like a mole that wears a cape? Oh yeah, or like a, a cloak yep. with a with a yep. with a yeah. That's Andy Shrew, man. Yep. Oh, okay. Andy right, Shrew, good. she's yeah, awesome. See, that's that. that <laughs> she was a tyrant. She was great. She she had the, one of the kids was she sick. cracked the mother was trying to get. Medicine. From yeah, the, and she was taking care of the kids, but there was a great scene where uh, where the plows started showing, that's what I was just and she had say. to bust into freaking action mode and go and rip through the cords to stop the. Uh, I wonder the if thing. this is what the mice in my field do right before I probably. Yeah, right. So this it's was a, this was an <laughs> amazing complex story too, and a lot of the voices are uh, there are some of famous like the most famous one is uh, Jeremy the uh, the crow played by the great Dom DeLuise, probably the best Dom DeLuise yeah. thing, uh-huh. uh, and he has a line every time he he bumps in or falls he says excuse me pardon me and, and I do that all the time like when I'm going by my girl in the kitchen I go excuse me pardon me that's <laughs> so crazy see because I do that all the time yeah. too and it might be from that I bet you it is uh, excuse me pardon me pardon me excuse me excuse me pardon me he's, he's just a bumbling he can't, la- he can't land he, like, yeah he can't tumbles. really land and he gets obsessed with the uh, the medallion that she wears around her neck you, she's like, you got a sparkly <laughs> <laughs> can I have it Mrs. Briz can I can I <laughs> he's just really funny who did the voice of the king rat uh Nicodemus. Nicodemus. I'm not sure who Nicodemus that was, was really played by. Creepy. There was a lot of uh, older actors that I had never heard of. Really, he was the only in uh, some really sad story. With just the, died. With Someone the, just died. Well, the the woman who played Mrs. Brisby, she jumped off a five story building like five years after this came out. She had like really bad uh, depression, and she had been in a uh, institute. And she had called her doctor earlier in that day, saying that she was very despondent. Sorry to take the animated then, pod down. <laughs> well, this is a little darkness. This adds to the darkness of Secret of <laughs> Suicides in animated films, folks. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know who else was uh, was part of that though. But it was a great story. So you had. Uh, um, you had the mice that were living right off the side of the field, and uh, it, it's all kind of centered around uh, the Mrs. Brisby and her uh, kids. And she had a husband who had just recently died, but she doesn't remember a whole lot of, or she doesn't know the kind of hidden life that he's uh, kind of held. Uh, and her kid gets really uh, sick, so she has to go and travel and get medicine and everything. There are two, two of her kids are played by uh, Shannon Doherty. Super young Shannon Doherty and super young Will Wheaton were really? two of the, were two nice. of the kids. Yeah, huh. their first movie they had like ever done were five, voice six actors. years old. Probably. Yeah, they were super young. Uh, so she has to. Uh, she realized that the farmer there is going to plow over where her house is, and her kid is too sick to move. So she needs to find somebody to move uh, her house, and uh, she ends up going to the uh, the. Uh, great owl who uh heads a council and, and, and she realizes that her ex-husband's like legacy is huge everyone knows who her uh who jonathan her or not john maybe it's jonathan. jonathan yeah i think it's jonathan who her husband was because he was involved in something because there's a backstory of this whole thing she has to after that she's got to go see the rats who live in the rose bush and the rats have created this underground kind of society who's ruled by a bunch of other rats. What's actually happening here is there was a lab 
that was uh, close by where this Plague area dog. is. Uh, and there was a uh, test that were being run on lab rats, and this company was called NIM. And they were doing, they were injecting these serums into these rats, making these rats smarter. Uh, and I these, bet that's the secret of NIM. That's what it is. That's the secret <laughs> of NIM. And so they, they're smart enough. They get out of their cage. They get out of there. They oh, created wow. these, like, real-life societies within themselves with leadership and guards and all these uh, kind of uh, takeovers. Awesome. So you've got uh, one rat who's uh, led by Nicodemus who's got a certain way of life and you got Jenner who is the evil rat who's got a couple who's got a minion of his own that's going to help him and uh so the rats have to move Mrs. Brisby's house because Jonathan was a mouse, but he was a friend of the rats. He kind of saved them when they escaped from Nim, so they always had a connection with Jonathan. Because uh, they weren't very nice. So it was this huge friggin' adventure uh, story with all this happening, and you're kind of going through this from Mrs. Brisby's eyes of uh, learning who the rats are and what their motives are to this whole... Uh, ending that had a dark kind of violent ending. I remember one of the uh, they said had a sword fight. they said damn at some point in this, and it was like I remember it being a uh, weird being an animated film, and they had that sword fight at the end where Jenner got uh, the knife in the back, and he mm-hmm. just like Jerry Goldsmith did the music for this, and Jerry Goldsmith's one of my favorite uh, uh, does some of my favorite scores, and we do a score movie. Jerry Goldsmith's definitely going to be on there probably a couple times, and from what I hear that he loved this story so much, and it was one of his favorite scores that he worked an extra three weeks for free just to polish it uh, to make it right because uh, everyone loved this so this was a huge movie certainly for Don Bluth and uh, but for childhoods too man Mm -hmm. a lot of people remember they did a sequel to it I never seen the sequel but mm. and I was about to say is that the Dark Crystal no Dark Crystal is something different that's Jim Henson that those were puppets oh okay Uh, Muppets. And fantastic. That was Jim Henson when he stopped doing, uh, well, he slowed down on his kind of Muppets in Sesame Street, and he kind of left other people to do that. He did Dark Crystal and Labyrinth, Okay, which are two fantastic. Yeah, we gotta Labyrinth. Work, we're going to work those in there. We'll yeah. do like childhood films that were Labyrinth was been, in, in That was a, when you said earlier about two films coming out. Oh, yeah. Those two came out again. Well, those were done by the same company. Oh, though. they were done yeah, by the yeah, same yeah, company. Yeah. It doesn't matter then. Yeah, that was, you have no power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they, they were, those were both Jim Henson, so he was happy about that. <laughs> I don't know which came first. I think Dark Crystal came first, and then maybe Labyrinth. I liked Labyrinth. Labyrinth was a little bit more lighthearted. That had uh, Dark Dark Crystal was dark. David Bowie had Uh, was in yeah yeah uh, Labyrinth, but that was a lot more funny and uh, and lighthearted. Dark Crystal was pretty dark, dark? straight straight through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. dark. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) That is why. (laughs) So yeah, that's my top one, man. That is my top. Like I said, that really brought back like a piece of childhood. Oh yeah, man. I had an honorable mention. I watched it all the time. That I wished I have the Blu-ray. Uh, Wreck It Ralph's was. Oh, Wreck It Ralph one. was a good one. Sarah uh, Silver was so didn't funny get in that. Mentioned. No, there's a lot of men. Like, like all said, the Toy uh, Stories, Monsters Inc. and Monsters University, fabulous yeah. movies. I wanted to do Cool World. Cool World. I just, I just couldn't remember it well enough. Dirty Man. It was. It was like. It, it was risque. It was rushing. risque. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> it was risque. Just, yeah. It was... The rabbits uh, <laughs> are like in the next room while they're having sex. Yeah. Uh, and it was just. It was kind of weird yeah, and off-putting, yeah, it but it was. But it was decent. It was good. Yeah. No. It was interesting. I like the clever sure. idea behind it. Uh, and that was the other one you had mentioned. Uh, Osmosis, Osmosis Jones, Jones was weird. That, that was a weird that one I too. don't remember. It was Chris Rock and uh, Bill Murray. Yeah. Uh, no. I just didn't care much for the Bill Murray stuff as uh, as much. Which is hard I think he was gross. And yeah, that's sick that's the what it was. Like, it was. It was. It uh, was disgusting. Yeah. If it wasn't that, I think I would have had more fun with him. It was very inner space. Uh, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Just think inner space animated. Boom. Yeah. There's <laughs> the movie. Boom. Yeah, well put. <laughs> Another one I really wanted to put on this, but I haven't seen it in a while. I own it, uh, is uh, The Adventures of Tintin. 
mm-hmm. that Spielberg one. Yeah. So friggin' good, uh, man. Yeah, it's amazing. That was that's like an animated, uh, almost realistic animated kind of how uh, like Final Fantasy was done, uh, but it was uh, it was almost like uh, Ray's Lost Ark. That mm. one was really good. Mm. You Sorry, think, I, think I, I just had a, a total epiphany. I can't believe I didn't put this on the list. Bebe's Kids. Bebe's Kids. Oh. I was going to mention that to you, oh. too. Because when you were saying <laughs> those other movies, I was thinking... I wasn't going to mention like it because I thought he'd want to talk about it. <laughs> no, I we, like Bebe's no, We don't man. die. We mm, multiply. <laughs> <laughs> he was great back in the day. Yeah. That guy from House Party, man. Yep. Loved him he in House Party. Dad, yeah. dad in House Party. Yeah. So yeah, that's good for animated. I think next week we uh, we might be tackling a little bit more modern, uh, maybe action movies. Heck yeah, we'll, man. we'll see. We'll see what we come up with unless something else comes up. But I think that will be cool. Uh, so if you want to get a hold of us, definitely hit us up on uh, Facebook. Uh, give us a like. Uh, we're also available on iTunes and SoundCloud. And if you want to check us out on Twitter, we're at Dupree Podcast. And our email is uh, fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com. Uh, we will be posting some cool stuff from the uh, the movie premiere of uh, friggin' uh, yeah. Rampage. Looking forward to that. <laughs> it should be fun. So until next week, see you. Later. Peace. No capes.